like to speak to you on the subject of the world's next great catastrophe. catastrophe. You are listening to the Horrible Gamers Podcast. Hey, it's Matt Bradford with Video Game Outsiders, and you are listening to Horrible Gamers. One of those words is accurate. Which one is it? This is Wingman709 from This Xbox Life, and you are listening to Horrible Gamers Podcast, where I go every week for all things horrible. This is Tedekin from ZombieCast and the creator of Combat Kids, and you are listening to Horrible Gamers Podcast. But really, you should probably stop listening and go watch Combat Kids again. Guys, this is Freeman from ZombieCast and Knuckleballer Radio, and you're listening to Horrible Gamers Podcast. It makes you realize, you know what? You're not so bad at gaming. These guys should try board games. This is what you want. This is what you get. The horrible, the horrible game, game, horrible game, with your Z, with a Z, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Horrible Gamers Podcast, episode 98, 98, 98. you add 2 Damn. to 98, you get 100, and we're two weeks away from our 100 show, ladies and gentlemen, anyways, Welcome to the show. We're live on allgames.com every Saturday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, as if you live on the East Coast. But we all know the West Coast is the best coast. Also, you can find us, the horrible gamers, the crew, the, the peoples, the community on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Facebook.com, fucking something, something. Just search Horrible Gamers Podcast. Gamers spelled with the Z. There's a group and there's a page. So the page you just click like, and the group you click join. It is a close group, and I will accept your join request, and you can get in there and chat it up with other peoples. We got a few new members this week. Um, I'll mention those in a bit, whenever the fuck I get to it. But wow, harsh. First off and foremost, uh, leave us a voicemail for the 100 episode, ladies and gentlemen, because that is our big show. We might bring some people on the show that we haven't had on in a great, great while. And we might have a big reunion with some of our old hosts. Uh, some people may know. It them. better be a good voicemail, though, because I ca- I called and left Sean a voicemail, and he uh-huh. sent me a message back that said, "Dude, you can do better." Oh, and I yeah. said, "You're right." Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you want me, I'll play it right here, and you'll just be like, "No, no, no it's like, so bad. Don't, don't do it." Is that bad? Like, this one time, <laughs> there was wow. a girl. Was he like drunk or something? Like I oh, saw her fucking drunk. No, I was at work trying to tell this story, and like people kept walking by, and I felt really awkward, like <laughs> leaving this voice note while people were walking by. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, leave us a voicemail five zero four four seven five four four nine seven. That number is five zero four four seven five four four nine seven. Leave it. It's for Horrible Gamers Podcast, hundredth episode, people. Hundred episodes. Two years ago, we started this show. We never thought we'd get to ten episodes, and we got to ten. We never thought we'd get to fifty. We got to fifty. Now we're close to one hundred. Also, you can always follow us on Twitter at Horrible Gamers. And uh, yeah, let's get the show started and going. That intro took forever, but I am one of your hosts, Jesus Gonzalez, aka Jesus Gonzalez, aka Jesus Walks a Lot. Yeah. Yay. Today we have a special guest, Josh Redding from That's me. Engine Break Podcast. Welcome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate being on here. It's always a blast talking to you guys. Hell yeah. It's a blast listening to your show. I'm glad, I'm glad we're doing it in the present day instead of five years into the future. <laughs> yeah, last years. time you were on, we did our special uh, 
Was it like a ten year ten year anniversary show or some shit like that? I Is took that a flux well? capacitor in my Mustang in order to make it to that show. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, we, we we was a great show, but you're back this time. We're gonna stick to reality, um, and we all we of course have the one bald guy who's always on the show. He's always here talking shit to me because he has to make sure he's here for that fucking thing, and that reason only. But his name is Sean. Sean, they call me I am Um, hi. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for being on. Thank you for coming on, Sean. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thank. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we'd love to hear any voicemails from all the voicemails. Yeah, all any. the voicemails. All of all, all of the voicemails. I don't them. care. If you're calling your like girlfriend to break up with her, you fucking call horrible gamers and you tell us what you have to tell her. Yes. Um. Also, if you guys want to be a part of that show, we'll, we'll bring people in for five minute calls or whatnot. If you would like to join us, uh, you can find me on Facebook or Jesus on Facebook or our Facebook group, or you can send you. Can, we need your Skype info, obviously ahead of um ahead of time. Um. Uh, you you could find us at a horrible gamers podcast at gmail dot com. Or at Horrible Gamers on Twitter. Just find us and, and give us your info. We'd love to just bring people in and try to mingle with as many people as we can. But let's be honest, it'll probably be Josh only. Josh will pop yeah, in. It'll be like Josh and Gunny Chief. Gunny Chief, yeah. Ho- hopefully he joins us. Gunny, Gunny Chief's been slacking lately. I know, been man. Him he, up. Like, he's been like dissing. He got to the point where he's like dissing us, like. I don't know. I don't really feel don't like coming like on the us. show, guys. Yeah, man. like, guys, I'm busy, guys. I don't have time to be on your show. You guys are making me feel like the side chick who's a little too available. So it's like every time you call, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's, you guys want to hang out? Yeah, let's do dinner. No, we don't even need to do dinner. Like, we can just go straight back to your place, guys. Like, we could just, whatever you want. Like, oh, man. Is the shirt too much? Like, we don't need it. Like, yeah. we don't even need to go anywhere. We're just, you just meet me at my place and we'll hang out here. That's right. I'll bring tacos. That's the dude. Best. If you how you bring tacos though, because you have to bring everything separate. You can't bring unless you got a Taco Bell. But if yeah, you, you make it yourself, 12, which like I would like pack, the twelve pack box. Yeah, but I would like like when someone says I'm gonna like, I feel like he's gonna make me tacos. Then he has to bring the meat separate from the cheese. No, separate no from side the... chick. No side chick is making you tacos, bro. Yeah, man, it's a she's, fast food pickup at Max. She's dude, buying Josh, that shit, and you Josh, better be happy she's buying that shit. All right, all right. Josh is my main chick, though. Oh. oh, in that case, man, I will cook for you. <laughs> I'll clean. I'm a great main chick. <laughs> I agree. I agree, man. Moving on. <laughs> moving oh, on. Moving on. Yeah. I'm blushing, man. Um, I'm blushing. Guys, this week we uh, had the great honor to have one of the greatest games in history uh, release and drop and come out. Josh is going to talk to us about it. He's actually uh, here to discuss this game and convince me and Iams where we should play it because I don't dude. think Iams has played it. I haven't no, played it. No, dude. I didn't know Josh was playing Ratchet and Clank. How are you going to fit that in your schedule with Dark Souls? That's cool. I know. Dude, Ratchet I just can't, I can't resist the Pixar-like quality of the animation in <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. I feel like I've been hearing that every Ratchet and Clank game for the last, since freaking Up Your Arsenal. Oh, it's Pixar quality. It's like, uh, maybe, maybe not. It's really close now. If Maybe you up your Pixar arsenal movies, wasn't, but if, if you watch Pixar movies, you, they are getting a little bit better. So the games are getting a little bit better. That's true. I can't even think of the last Pixar movie I saw. Like Up, isn't it Up? Pixar? Or is that I like, didn't. Yep. I didn't see Up. DreamWorks. Dreamworks. I was told I'd cry if I saw Up, and I don't Same like cry, So 
I kind of watched like a little bit of it. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. I'm going to cry. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm here to talk about Dark Souls 3, which is uh, so far the greatest game of this generation. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of a big title to put on that game. Actually, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty good experience so far. I'm about, uh, about 10 hours into it. Uh, I haven't been able to play nearly as much. I've been traveling for work, so I haven't got to you know, really just binge through it. But so far, I've beaten the first two bosses, three bosses, and been through the first five starting areas. So I have a decent picture of kind of what the overarching plot of the game looks like it's going to be, and at least for starters, the mechanics that I'll be using to go through the game. So we can talk about that. We can launch right into it if you guys want. or Dude, go for it. Go, man. Talk, t- sell me on this shit because yeah, are you a super... Are you a good gamer? Because I, I tried Dark Souls 2. I tried uh, Lords of the Shadow. I just, I'm not good at these games. They make me mad. I'm not, I don't have patience to like dodge shit and counterattack and parry attack and look for, look, figure out how. I, uh, and I can't, I can't stand the fact you die and you got to like run up. You know what I mean? I just want to start right where I started. So the most important thing that you said in that entire diatribe was you don't have the patience. And fundamentally, these games are 100% about patience. They're not about, you know, are you a good gamer? Are you a bad gamer? It's are you patient? And can you do pattern recognition? Those are really the two things that you need. In fact, I would say that Dark Souls has less in common with action games like God of War or Devil May Cry as it does with like old school shoot-em-ups where you are recognizing the patterns of each individual. Like if you're playing Galaga or, you know, 1942 or any of these kind of classic shoot-em-ups, there's all these patterns of enemies that come in. And every enemy in Dark Souls has a specific pattern to them. They run the same animation cycles every time. They run the same, you know, if he has, you know, a machete, he has three different attacks. One is like an overhead slam. One is a, you know, a big swipe to the right. And then another one is like a jab attack. Mm, Swipe to the right. That sounds like a tender thing. (laughs) Yeah, the Tinder Knight is actually one of the enemies in Dark Souls 3. (laughs) Is is swiping to the right in Tender the same as swiping to the right in, in Dark Souls? Hopefully not. One of them will get you killed. I got a question though. What is new to this one? Is it is it like because I played two? I haven't played Dark Souls one. Yeah, so there's a ton of deep lore. I'm crazy like deep into. Tell me the story. I've never played a Dark Souls game. I think I played a little bit of the first one, but like when I mean a little bit, I mean like I started it up and I turned it off. (laughs) Okay, so the story basically is that the world is in a state of repetitious cycles. So at the start, there was just kind of a state of kind of null gray. And that was when these undead dragons lived. And so basically after a certain amount of time, you had the introduction of fire into the world. Kind of like we had the Big Bang that led to the creation of the universe. So you have fire and that created two competing, I guess, entities. You have the fire and then you have the abyss. And so you have circular ages where you have an age of fire followed by an age of the abyss or an age of darkness, as it's called in the game. And these repeat over and over again. And there's nothing you can do to stop, ostensibly to stop these cycles. They're just going to repeat. And that's kind of what you learn in Dark Souls 1. It's, okay, uh, at the end of Dark Souls 1, you can choose to either link the fires and preserve this age of fire, or you can let the age die and start the age of darkness. In Dark Souls 2, specifically in the Scholar of the First Sin edition, you are given a different choice. 
And so they introduced these, the idea of these thrones and how the throne is like these sources of power. So when an agent of the abyss enters the throne, it brings about an age of darkness. When an agent of the fire takes the throne, then you have an age of fire. And in Dark Souls 2, they allow the choice of leaving the throne empty. And what does that produce? Which we had no idea until Dark Souls 3 comes around. So Dark Souls 3, ostensibly, the story is that you have to hunt down all of these kings from the past who have linked the fires and who have like kickstarted these ages of fire and bring them back to their thrones. So what's really cool about Dark Souls 3, and this is going to get into some minor spoilery territory. Obviously, I've only played 10 hours of it, so I can't get too spoilery. But at least for kind of the initial first glance goes, um, all of these civilizations have kind of risen and fallen around this shrine, the Firelink Shrine, which is, exists above where the first flame came into being. And so at the end of Dark Souls 1, you enter the, the kiln of the first flame, and that's where all of this started. And you can choose to, once again, to enter the age of darkness or preserve the age of fire so what i don't know in this story is okay what happens when we bring these kings to their thrones and so that is what you are seeking to do in this game and the cool thing about dark souls 3 uh dark souls 2 had very small i guess like homages to dark souls 1 like there were you know hints and references really super subtle that you really had to dig for in order to find the references to dark souls 1 but in dark souls 2 the very first screen of your character creation talks about six different regions from the first game so it's like oh hey right smack in the face like dark souls 1 we're acknowledging it you're back where you know Everyone knows and loves Dark Souls 1 is kind of more universally acclaimed than 2. Uh, and it's my personal favorite game in the series. I played Dark Souls 1, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 2, and Bloodborne. And Dark Souls 1 is by far my favorite of them. So as for what's new... Josh, let me... Hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I need time to catch up. All I those actual shit went over my head. Like, every single thing you just said... Fire, I, wrote, I wrote down fire, darkness... Kings. Think, think about this, Sean. Sean, think it, about You think just about explained the entire story of Game of Thrones to me in 30 <laughs> seconds. Like, I understand nothing of what you just said. It, I was like, okay, follow follow Josh. Follow his voice. Okay, now look at his mouth because maybe the words will make more sense if he just washed his mouth. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> okay, so think of it like this. It's, time is a wheel. So the wheel spins, right? Okay, like a clock. Yep. Okay. So on one half, you have an age of fire. On the other half, you have an age of darkness. Got it. And so whichever direction is pointing up, that's where, that's what age you're in. So you're in fire. The age of fire starts. It, the fire dims and it dies. And now you're in an age of darkness. Age of darkness, age of darkness. This is deep, man. And the fire rises. And then the fire falls. Dude, you are a Fuck it. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. This is all no, I'm seriously though, it's awesome. You just you just talked for I think like fifteen minutes straight without pauses in your voice. Like you're excited. Cool. You were excited like a little kid is gonna go, who's got oh my god, oh my god, the new ninja, ninja trolls out. Oh my god, the new ninja trolls out. Oh my god, they added an extra sword to Leonardo's back. He's got three swords now. Oh my god, let's go, mom, let's go, mom, they're gonna sell out. Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm really I'm I'm really into lore. Like games that have good lore, you know, the Dark Souls series, the Mass Effect series, the Halo series, these games that have big, expansive lore, I'm so into it. That's and awesome. I get, I get in deep. But so what's new for this game, I'm not sure yet. 
So <laughs> I play I play these games uh, and I play most RPGs as a dex heavy character. So uh, my I basically choose to play as Muhammad Ali. You know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. So I just actually today I got a katana, which is my weapon of choice. I do a katana and a shield. Uh, so kind of a, a little bit of a twist on the sword and board, which is kind of a classic, you know, RPG standby. Uh, traditionally, I, I'll use a spear and a and a, sorry, a spear and a sword, a spear and a shield. And then in Dark Souls 2, I played a dual swordsman. So there's a lot of different builds, which I appreciate after coming off of Bloodborne, where you really had kind of just two builds that you could do. You could do like the cane whip kind of medium range attacks, or you could do a super heavy, you know, like the, um, you know, the saw cleaver. So I appreciate kind of the expansiveness of Dark Souls. So far, the level design, though, is kind of, it's a weird mix of the Dark Souls one where you have the layers on top of each other. So uh, kind of Dark Souls one is famous for basically like you will go down a path for you know, 20 minutes and then reverse course. And then you'll find a shortcut that makes that 20 minute run now a 30 second run. And so they kind of lost that in Dark Souls 2 and they bring it back in 3. But so far the game looks and kind of the vibe of it is very Bloodborne. It, the enemies are similar to it. Uh, you know, it has some kind of gothic, uh, you know, archetypes to it. Which, I mean, I love Bloodborne. So it's kind of, you know, more of a good thing. But I guess I was looking for a little bit more variety. Uh, Dark Souls 2 is so visually striking, except especially in the early part of the game. Uh, you know, Majula, which was your hub world, was great. You had the uh, Hades Tower. You had the Forest of Fallen Giants. You had all these different places that were so different visually. And so far, it's just been like castle walls in Dark Souls 3, which is a bummer. Okay, so I, I, did, I haven't played the first one. I have played Dark Souls 2. And what, what I hate about this yeah. game... Is this new or old to the series? Okay, does do they still do this or have they always done this? Is where you're like you're decaying over time and, and you something's getting is your health getting lower and lower and lower and lower and lower, you becoming dead or something? I don't remember. So that mechanic began in Demon Souls, which was the first game in the Souls series. They abandoned it in Dark Souls. Uh, they kept it only as far as a specific status effect called Oh damn, I just lost it. Uh, petrification. If you got petrified, then you lose half your health. Okay. But then Dark Souls, they brought it back. And I was not a fan. I did not like that at all. Like, the game already punishes you enough for dying. Yeah. <laughs> that it really is kind of uh, overkill. Um, but they do not have that in Dark Souls 3. Okay. So you're safe. That, that was a huge turnoff for me. Um, so I only played that one, and, and it, it frustrated the fuck out of me. Um, and then I played Lords of the Fallen. Have you played that? I did. How, how do you compare those? Uh, vastly inferior um, for a couple reasons. The first is I think the art design is really busy. Everything seems so... like Dark Souls has kind of an elegance to it, which I think is probably because it's Japanese. <laughs> um, okay. But Lords of the Fallen just seems like they just pumped as much like art and textures into things to try and make them look yeah. interesting. But it never really did it for me. And there were kind of only the two environments. You know, you were either in the castle or you were in the, uh, like, the demon world. And neither of them were very different. And so you have, like, the catacombs and stuff like that. But no specific, like, area in Lords of the Fallen was that compelling. 
I also didn't think the characters were super interesting. Um, the combat was pretty good. I played a heavy character there, which I've never done in any RPG pretty much ever. But okay. just the art style looked like everything was drawn by Todd McFarlane. And so I just had to go with it. It was like, all right, if we're going to have like Ed McGinnis, Frank Cho, big beefy characters, like, all right, I'll be a big beefy character. So Lords of the Fallen is actually part of the story of Dark Souls? No, Lords of the Fallen is a separate yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of what the community calls a souls like. Those are games like Lords of the Fallen, like Stalton Sanctuary, which just came out recently. Uh, a game called Below, which is by Cappy Games, is coming out later this year. So these all kind of fall in the same kind of, it's kind of roguelike territory, but yeah. uh, kind of mixed with a more traditional RPG. Okay. But how far did you get into Dark Souls Two, Imes? Okay, I, we can go by time or we can go by length. I mean, I got about, I, in about 15 hours. I probably got like not far at all. Like I, I just I do Did not you beat have it. whatever it it whatever is inside somebody to play those type of games. I don't have it, and that might be the patience part. I'm a, when it comes to hack and slash, I like to just get in there. I don't pay attention to my surroundings. I just like to have fun with games. And I get so mad. I Dude, I get so mad playing these games. I get pissed off. And I'm like, I'm never going to play it again. And then I'll be at work thinking about it. Thinking about it in my head. Thinking about how I can go back and kill that enemy. Thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And I go back and I die again and I die again and I die again. And I get pissed <laughs> off and I get pissed off. I'm like, fuck this. Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this torture? I kind of equate it to, it's almost like classic literature. Classic literature is hard to read. Um, you know, it's classic for a reason. I, uh, earlier this year at the behest, my girlfriend is an English major. And so she, uh, like kind of, it's like, oh, you should read these classic literature. They're really good. So I read the portrait of Dorian Gray earlier this year and it's a hard book to read, but it was really a rewarding book to read. Uh, and I kind of equate Dark Souls to that. It's, you know, it's hard to get through and it's definitely not, I wouldn't say it's entertaining necessarily, but it's full of, you know, really cool, interesting characters. The gameplay is super rewarding. There's no experience like the experience you get when you beat a boss in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, just the, never do. like, my hands are shaking and, like, the controller is, like, just gross with sweat. Like your girlfriend, I, does your girlfriend stand behind you with confetti and balloons and just throws them <laughs> in the air like, hey, just beat him! Yay, honey, yay! <laughs> like, there's confetti around. <laughs> It's like in Peggle when you beat any level and Ode to Joy starts playing yeah, and you're just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. But, but Peggle, just, I can do. I can beat a level in Peggle. I've never beat a boss dude, in Dark Peggle Souls. I, have, I beat the first boss on, on Lords of the Fallen. There's a guy in a room, which, dude, yep. Lords of the Fallen on PC is fucking beautiful. Uh, I beat that boss, which was not super hard, but I never got much further than that. There's a there's this area where I get open up. There's an area that opens up in this little cathedral area. I don't know. But there's like you fighting like this one boss dude who like keep constantly drops his shield, and then like he'll send in two guys to fight them. And if you can't beat them fast enough, he op- he lifts his shields and starts fighting you again. And I'm like, fuck, man, I tried that like 50 times, man. I know the boss that you're talking about, and it's yeah, it's a bit of a slog that boss. It's uh. Uh, it's called like the Executioner or something like that. Something like that. I really wanted to play these. I, I want to experience what everyone else is experiencing, and I, I'm not, dude. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I definitely not. don't think these games are for everyone. Like I said, the number one thing people talk about: oh, Dark Souls is so hard. And really, Dark Souls is no. It's 
it's a different kind of game from most games that are made these days that are, you know, instant gratification. You know, when I play, you know, Destiny or I play Halo, it's, okay, I'm going to kill somebody or I'm going to be killed. And if I'm killed, I press X, I instantly respond, and I'm off to kill the next guy. And it's Twitch, it's go, 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 go. It's, I'm, you know, I'm going to kill this thing because I have a pulse rifle and I'm, you know, I'm slightly overpowered at all times to get the kill. Whereas in Dark Souls, you know, if Halo was made like Dark Souls, every grunt that you come across would be able to kill you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, yeah. like, I mean, nothing is trivial in Dark Souls. Like, earlier I had a, you know, I had died with, like, 16,000 souls, which early on in the game, that's a lot. I had been kind of hoarding them for a while uh, to try and buy this key that you can buy from a vendor early on. And... I started my run to go and pick them back up because you have to do a corpse run in order to get your souls back. And the very first enemy I got, just a normal guy with like a pitchfork, killed me. I lost all those souls. And I was so pissed. Like just controller bashing against the table, just, you know, hand in my head or head in my hands, just like, come on, are you kidding me? But it's, it never lets you take it for granted. I feel like a lot of games they have like, you can just go on autopilot or, oh, I'll just throw a podcast on and listen or some music and listen while I, you know, just kind of cruise through these levels or whatever. And Dark Souls, you can't do that. You have to pay attention to everything. And it's rewarding. It's like eating, uh, you know, a really finely crafted meal as opposed to eating pizza. Mm. Like, both things are delicious, mm-hmm. but one has a lot more, like, Sean's looking at me like, like dude, I'll take pizza anytime. <laughs> yeah, pizza's pretty well crafted, I'd have to say. <laughs> Sometimes, as long as, as long as the toppings on the pizza are bacon, pineapple, and Canadian bacon. So ham, pineapple, bacon. As long as they're that, it's, it could be. Per- I mean, you can have the nastiest pizza, and it's great. But Dark Souls is not that. Dark Souls is like, let Dark me Souls push like you in this corner. Do you, you ever have that brother? I don't know. If, did you have an, any older siblings? I have three brothers. Okay, it could be a brother or it could be a cousin. Do you ever have that one where they push you on the ground and they force you to lay there and they hold your hands to your chest and you can't move and you're like, and then they start making you punch yourself and then and then you're trying to do something and you can't move. That's Dark Souls. Dark Souls just does that. Puts me in the corner and just forces me in that corner and I'm trying to get out. I'm trying my hardest to get out and, and there's no cop I could call to come and, come and arrest these guys to get me out of the way. It's just like, deal with it. Deal with it. This is life. Deal with it, damn it. Yeah, it's very uncompromising. Like, Dark Souls says, this is what I am. And that's kind of one thing I appreciate. Like, there's no difficulty level in Dark Souls. No, you're just Every- a bitch. You're always a bitch. Dark Souls, <laughs> use, Dark Souls equals you're a bitch. What, uh, what kind of character do you play in role-playing games? A dead one. Souls? Dead one. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just pick a character and I try to, like, roll with it. I can't remember what I played. It's been a while since I played. Um, well, I mean, okay, but, just in RPGs in general, do you play a caster? Do you play, you know, a tank? Do you play, like, kind of a rogue, a dex uh, character, a sorcerer? Like, what, what's your, what's your uh, go-to in, type? In games like Dark and games like, I'm going to say games like Dragon Age, I'll play, like, a mage because I can keep my distance and just keep refreshing my the whatever, Spells. just spells and all that shit um i'm trying to I don't, I don't know when i played i can't remember what i played when i played dark souls i think i just played like a, a medium something okay Somewhere jesus what kind of character do you play do you play rpgs much he plays a dead one also <laughs> yeah pretty much no and, i'm a piata uh, you know i just in get most hit RPGs, i just like to take the character that can take the most damage that can take the most punishment and that's it like i go in there and just fuck shut up Basically, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like playing like mages or people that can do shit like that. That's not my style of gameplay. 
Well, and I have a buddy who, who's working through Dark Souls uh, 3 as well, and he's playing as a knight who uh, basically he wants to tank the whole way through. And I've never played that way. And so he's asking me questions about, like, oh, like, how should I structure my build and all these things. I'm like, I have no idea. I do always just, like, pump up my decks, pump up my stamina, and it's like, let's go off to the races. I don't touch any of the heavy characters. But that's one of the cool things about Dark Souls, which is that the game is well-balanced enough that all of these character builds are viable, and you can do any of them. I always play a Pyromancer. I think fire magic is cool. Like, anytime there's any opportunity for me to use fire magic, I'm down for it. Like, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, whatever. And so Pyromancy in Dark Souls 3 is better than Dark Souls 2 because Dark Souls 2, you didn't get access to it until, like, 30 hours into the game, which was a real bummer for me. Hmm. Dude... I'm lost. I'm I'm lost, but I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to play a Bloodborne. You, seems like the game I would actually really. I really like the look of Bloodborne, but I just what, don't like. I don't lost? like. Uh, I don't like it, dude. I don't. I mean, okay. You say you're lost. What do you What are you lost with? I don't know. You have to figure out everything yourself. Go through a slow. If you die, you might have to like go back and run like fucking a mile to get back to where you were at. I mean, huh. Running a mile sounds like something that might be a little difficult for you. I, I dude, I, I jog two miles every, almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's something. There's, it's just not for me. I just get I get more mad than I am having fun. So I have, but I but I love that people love this stuff, and I wish I was just that guy. I just want to go up and hit things, and they die. I usually play games on on a medium, you know, normal. Okay. Uh, depending on the game, if it's a game like. Um, if it's a game like Quantum Break, which I really did not like at all, I put it on easy so I can get through it as fast as I can. I did want nothing stopping me from getting through that game and just beating it because I really didn't like it. I'm um, really excited to get to Quantum Break. I know I won't get to it for a couple weeks because, you know, Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited for it. I love Remedy games. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, Remedy used to do good, pretty good games, man. <laughs> I like the I like the whole cutscene and live action stuff, but I really just didn't like the game. I, I thought it was lacking stuff. I'm not saying it's a terrible game. I mean, a lot of people like this, and I know why they like it. I just I did not have fun with that game at all, except for the first like five hours that I thought were fun because all this new shit, oh new powers and stuff. Let's uh, uh then I was like, this wore off quick. I don't want to play this. Um, have you played Remedy games before? I have played American Nightmare. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I knew that. Which was good. It was fun. I bought it because it was like a dollar on Xbox one, one week, and I played it, and it was fun. I like it. I love that flashlight, how you just evaporate you know, enemies with the flashlight. I thought that was really neat. Have you played like the original the... Halloween? I have not, but I have it. I like the storytelling that Remedy does in their games. And really, that's what I come to games for is unique okay. stories. You'll, you'll, like, you'll like Quantum Break then. It has a unique story. It's cool. It has cool characters that I liked. It has those cuts, those live-action cutscenes, which I actually did like. But just coming down to playing the game, I was not having fun. Well, so and I if put, you're not having fun with the playing it, then why would you play it? Like, yeah. Well, fundamentally, well, I, I mean, they're games, right? Yeah. Like, gameplay well, I, kind of trumps everything. I, I I, I paid for it, so I, I forced myself to finish it. And I'm not saying it was a bad game. I just wasn't having fun playing it, me personally. So I lowered the difficulty to easy, and I just ran through it. That way I was not dying from anything. Nothing was stopping me from just moving forward because I just want to finish it. I have the thing where I have to finish the games. I can't just give up. It just it'll bug me forever. Like, I didn't finish that. I didn't finish that game. I didn't finish that game. I just If I just get through it, and then it's like 
ah, scratch that, sh- scratch that off my list. I did it. It's done. I ab- I abandoned The Witcher three at the start of the year just because I had put so much time into it oh, and yeah. I just wasn't having fun anymore. I was yeah. just like, okay, I want to know how the story ends, but I'm just tired of playing this game. Yeah, yeah, for and real. And I felt bad about it. No, no, no. I understand. I did the same thing where I was doing everything. I was collecting everything. I kept going and collecting things and collecting things and chasing question marks and looking for stuff. And I got to a point where like 70, 80 hours in, I'm like, I got to finish this game and I'm losing interest. So what I did is I just I just went straight story all the way through, which was like another 30, 40 hours. I don't know. It was a while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have to. I couldn't just leave it because it would always bug me. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I'll eventually go back and finish The Witcher. Um, but it was one of those games where, yeah, I got to, I finished Skellige and got to like the Obser- the Witcher Observatory at Kermoran, and I just just crashed so hard. It was like, like I had been drinking a lot, and then suddenly I realized I was hungover, and just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> mhm. Hmm. Mhm. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you go back to games. If I give up on games and I wait too long, I, it's really hard for me to go back. I have no motivation. I don't want to have to relearn shit again. I, I just, it's very rare that I'll ever go back to a game. Well, what's funny is I was just like that for the original Dark Souls. I made it through on, like, ringing the first bell, which is one of the first things you do in the game, and, like, made it to, like, the, it's maybe the fourth or fifth area in the game called Blighttown, and I just gave up. And then I picked it back up again like five or six months later because I was just like, okay, I just have to beat this game because I can't not beat a game. And ended up playing through the rest of the game and loving it and became this huge fanatic about the series. And so, uh, yeah, I hope, you, I, would, I hope you give it another try. And, Sean, I will be happy to, like, Sherpa you through areas. I'm good. Um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. It's not what well, you can tell like, me what to do. I can watch YouTube videos and know exactly what to do. I just can't do it. I just that's not the type of way I play games. I just don't do it. I want to feel powerful. I do not feel powerful in Dark Souls. That's true. You will rarely will you feel overpowered in Dark Souls. It's not like I said, hey, I tried Dark Souls, I played an hour. I played like fifteen or sixteen hours and I wasn't getting anywhere and I was getting angry and I was it's not like I was getting mad at the game. I was getting angry at life. I was, I was fucking, I was getting, I, I was <laughs> real anger, not fake anger, like not stress, not frustration. I was getting actually mad, <laughs> like real mad, real like, mad. Getting mad at your coworkers and shit, like. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I don't work with anybody. But what what happened? I was out. You know, I, I'm out there working solo at night, but. Jesus, yeah. have you put any time into any of these games? Mm-hmm. Or do you have any interest at all? No, I don't. I don't have any interest and <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have any interest in those types of games. And uh yeah, and it's just the difficult not it's not the difficulty, but just the style of game that it is. I'm I don't like those kinds of games. Uh even for example, like God of War, you know, it's not a hard game. People play it all the time, and people have beat it, but it's not the t- the type of game that I like to play. Well, I think think that's kind of the cool thing is that right now, you know, we do have Quantum Break and we have Dark Souls 3 and in a couple weeks we'll have Uncharted 4. Like, Mm -hmm. just because these aren't, like, one of these games isn't your type of game, there's another awesome AAA game coming out that is going to be your type of game, potentially. Yeah, Yeah, Warhams in the the chat here says that he's with me. It's like, Warhams with Imes, okay? 
on the games. He knows. He knows what's up. Warham is a smart dude. He is so smart that he knows to agree with me. Seriously, because, uh, like I'm saying, dude, I guess I'm my fuck. I'm getting hot right now. Okay, I'm gonna shut up. Let's move on. <laughs> Dark Souls is awesome. I wish I wish I could watch, play these and like have as much fun as you. Um, I really really do. You know, if nothing, I mean, I don't know. I think the lore is super fascinating. If nothing else, like people should. Well, I don't, I'm not gonna say they should, but if you're interested at all in kind of the lore of the games, there's a lore guy called Body uh, Vidya on YouTube, who. He's an Australian guy, and his voice is the oh, most Australia. sultry. With an unblemished record of staunch heterosexuality, his voice is just, like, magical. <laughs> uh, if he could narrate my life, my life would be a hundred times more interesting. <laughs> they, yeah, it probably sounds like Rob. No, Australia and New Zealand. They sound similar, man. Let's be fucking similar. honest. Like, two Americans, all... two Americans, they all sound similar. It's kind of like sure. saying, you know, sure, we, sure, sure. We all sound similar to him, to Rob. You sound similar. I sound similar. We all sound the same to him. No, you Pro- sound probably the, probably the two sound... white guys on the podcast sound more similar. Yeah, I sound more yeah. dumb. You sound more Mexican. Josh sounds kind of like an intellect. Josh like, sounds fucking smart yeah, as fuck. Yeah, he comes yeah. in here and he's like, "Hey, hey, fellas, I'm here to fucking teach y'all." Hey, hey, I'm gonna teach. Yeah, I hate listening to tangent tangent break. Not because yeah, like, it's a bad show. I'm, because I'm here to teach you guys like about something that you don't know. And you're mm-hmm. fucking dumb. Yep. Yeah. Hey guys, you want to learn about how you know the uh, criteria for a star system to collapse into, uh, you know, a stellar disk to collapse into a solar system? Okay, I understood solar system. <laughs> I understood disk. <laughs> <laughs> I understand two. <laughs> Anyways, um, you did a great job explaining to all the listeners what the fuck Dark Souls is about. Because Gunny Chief says he reads the books, and you pretty much had it like to the fucking point. He said you did a good job, you know. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You now you know everything about Dark Souls, and uh, go play them. And you know, Dark Souls Three just came out this week. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. It, it's a popular game, man. You know, you think that not a lot of people are going to play these games, but that game has. It, it might not have a huge audience. But the audience it does have are loyal to the game and they love it to death. Like they fucking love the series. I've been super paranoid about spoilers for the series, and you know, IGN has just like screwed me in four different ways. Like I had to spoil. They put a spoiler out on Twitter. They put a spoiler out on GameScoop, their GameScoop podcast this week, and they had one on their website. So I'm just like, like two mil fingers IGN right now. I'm so pissed at them. Uh, just start. Uh, okay, in the chat, um, Gunny Chief asks if Dark Souls Three has an easy mode. The answer to that is no. There's no difficulty levels in yeah. Dark Souls, so it's just, it's just that one difficulty, which is you're a bitch, hard as Basically. fuck. <laughs> I'm a bitch. Uh, as yeah, there are tons of good people that you can watch who do kind of walkthroughs and stuff on the lore. Um, like I mentioned, Body Vidya, uh, Epic Namebro is another guy who does good lore videos. Patrick Klepek from Kotaku and previously from Giant Bomb. I don't know if you guys know him at all or follow his work, but he had a really awesome playthrough of the first Dark Souls game, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did another one for Dark Souls 3. Uh, He's really entertaining to watch for Let's Plays. Dude, I'm exhausted. 45 minutes of um, Dark Souls talk. 45 minutes of me punching Uh, you in the face with with Dark Souls. I know my face is all red, man. Uh, You don't need permanent bruises. (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, I seriously, I'm only 10 hours into this game and I could already talk about I'm uh, teaming up with Scott from the Gaming Outsider to do kind of a blog series about the game because I'm so excited and passionate who? about it. Scott who? Scott, who from what? Scott from Clark what? from the Gaming Outsider. You've had him yeah. on the show before. No, that I've guy? Never. Oh, that, that guy. That's a punk, dude. I don't mention his name though. We we just say <laughs> SC. Oh, uh, Voldemort from the Gaming Outsider podcast. <laughs> Scott, dude, Scott, yeah, we just, I just Scott. did a show with Scott and Horribly Awkward. Scott and Josh Faulkner from the Gaming Outside. It you was know, a lot of fun. It's always weird listening to Scott when he's on another podcast like ours or, you know, Horribly Awkward. Or I heard him, you know, and when he swears. Oh, it's weird. All right. That shit throws <laughs> me off. I'm like, what? Like, because you listen to the Gaming Outsider and he talks like all proper and shit. He never swears, you know, and then you listen to him on Horribly Awkward. And he's talking about porn and fucking just swearing up a fucking storm like i said penis guy? is a great fucking word he's all is it a great word or a great fucking word <laughs> yeah it's like what what does scott really just say that yeah, really he yeah he did <laughs> son of a bitch that son of a bitch just kids that he teaches you guys <sighs> okay josh now that we're all tired and we're exhausted from talking about Dark Souls. I have a funner game. It's way funner. It, this is the definition of fun. Do you want to know what the definition of fun is? Uh, yeah. The Horrible Gamers Podcast. That's that's a good answer. That's <laughs> a great answer, but it's not true. Uh, that is a great answer. Uh, we we love that you said that, and um, but we're not paying you for that compliment. Damn uh, it. Ratchet and Clank on PS4, guys. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Have they? Is it different from? Is it a straight remake or is it different from the original one that came out? You know, years and years ago for the PS2. You know, I think they took ideas, some of the story stuff and beats of the first one. This is way different. This is like a PS4 game all the way. This game is beautiful. It is so fucking beautiful. I swear to God. Say, you gotta say, does it? Does it feel like a Pixar movie? <laughs> it feels Thanks, like Jesus. a Pixar. It feels like a Pixar movie. The, the cutscenes look really Pixar-esque. It probably looks as good as the movie. Um, the gameplay is really, really... It looks so good. The environments look good. There's like stuff exploding. There's I've smoke watched, effects. I watch a lot of videos of gameplay of this game, and looking at all the effects going on on the screen when you run into a group of enemies and just blowing shit up, there's fucking yes. particles all over Dude. the screen. I'm like... Wow, I can't believe a PS4 can actually push that Dude, out. That's crazy. Everything you, you kill explodes into nuts and bolts. And those things are being magnetized towards you and behind you and all around you. You go into a room and just break things and kill things. And there's all these bolts attracting to you. And it makes this yeah. sound. It just It's so satisfying. You're killing things. They're blowing up. You got They have a new gun called the Pixelator. You shoot things <laughs> and they turn into pixels. 2D they're 3D. You can walk around them. After you kill them, they're like a 3D block of Legos, and you can walk around them and look at them. They're, they're like pixels, like a Nintendo oh. pixels. Mm -hmm. And then they explode into little pixels, and they make this <laughs> sound. This sound, this satisfying sound. This, this weapon is fucking awesome. Is this, the gun? this is the gun of choice for you? You've been using this gun? It is, but it's more like a shotgun. It's more of a closer range. Oh. You can't shoot things from distance. There is like, you know, there's... They brought stuff back like the Groovertron, which is you throw this disco ball thing out. And whatever, like, you throw it near, it makes everything dance. So they're dancing yeah. the disco party. And then you have, like, free range to blast the shit out of them. Yeah. They brought back, they got, they got Mr. Zulk Zircon, which is, like, this little robot guy who just f falls around you and is like, Death is stupid. I am Mr. Zircon. I only get paid <laughs> in pain. Like, he just says ridiculous things that are funny. It makes, this is fun. 
Sean, you mentioned nuts and bolts a couple times, and uh, I just got a call from Rare's lawyer who say that oh, only oh. Banjo Kazooie can use oh, the shit. the tagline "nuts and bolts" in <laughs> reference to uh, animated furries. <laughs> oh shit! Animated furries are, are my second favorite thing. This game, you know, a lot of people look at this game, and you know, I can see a lot of gamers that are not very, you know, into these types of games. They'll look at this game on the shelf and be like, "Oh, this is a little kids game." It, it, it would you, is like, it, like if you look at the cover, like you think Sean is actually twelve this years old. This is a kid. This is a kid's <laughs> game, but I've played these games before, and I know these games are tons of fun. I mean, they're they're a blast, and and I'm happy to hear that this game actually released at forty dollars. Am I right? Or something yeah, like it's, that. it's it's forty bucks. Um, this I would say this is this is probably rated teen. It's not. There's nothing vulgar in it. Um, I guess there's, there's like, like little some jokes, right? There's probably hints of stuff in there, like you know, Louis Shrek kind of did it. Like there might be little hints, nothing straightforward. I mean, the, the du- second game in this series is called Going Commando, so there yeah. are no strangers <laughs> yeah. to innuendo. and up your arsenal, like up your arsenal. Yeah, up your arsenal. Uh, it's uh, dude, I don't know. I really, really like this game. I was in a gaming slump. I haven't really played anything this entire year worth playing, in my opinion. Um, besides Dying Light, which was you know an older game, they had new expansion. But I really love Dying Light. This game, I'm like, I'm out of that funk. I'm like, everything is so beautiful. You guys don't understand when you're looking at these environments, what 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 you see in these environments, the colors, everything's so colorful and sharp, and and it just it makes me smile. It makes it really makes me smile. Sean sounds like he went down to the river, got saved by Jesus. And it's now like the colors are so bright. He just got baptized or something. Like, come on. It's, I feel like, I feel like a child discovering his first, like, favorite game when you're Have you played the other Ratchet and Clinks? Yes. I started with, well, actually, I started with Tools of Destruction, um, A Crack in Time, and Into the Nexus. So I started with one of those games last a couple years ago because when my buddy worked at GameStop, I was like, you know, pick one of these Ratchet and Clank games up. I want to try one, right? So he picked up, I think, a Tools, Tools, Tools for Destruction. Whatever, which one it was, was a PS3 game. had no trophies. And I still felt the desire to play through and collect everything because I wanted to. No trophy, no trophy attached. No, like, no carrot on the end of the stick. It wasn't because I felt like I was getting something out of it. I wanted to collect everything and do everything in these games. What's and weird about Ratchet and Clank to me is it feels like it's like Madden or something like that. It's, oh, another Ratchet and Clank's coming out. Of co- because of course it is. Yeah. Like, which is weird because it feels like it should be more like, hey, a new Mario game is coming out. Ratchet and Clank's been around for, you know, 12 years or something like that. But I don't know. I feel like the games don't have, like, the hype. Like, there's no hype around Ratchet and Clank. There no, never there is. Isn't. I think it's unfortunate because they're really well-made games. I've played a couple of them before, and I've really enjoyed all my time with them. Uh, But I feel like, yeah, there's no hype behind it, which is weird considering how few Sony first-party games there have been this generation. You'd think they'd throw some muscle behind it. Yeah, well, this one right here, this is basically tied in with the movie. There's, like, parts of the first movie, which is actually the movie... The movie is um, based on the game, which is based on this game. So it's like the game and the movie all in one kind of. If Ratchet, you watch the, this, Ratchet and Clank, the movie, the game, the movie, the game. Yeah, I guess something like. Does I this guess, game look like the movie? I'd say it, I'd say yes. I'd say this looks really. You guys, I'm telling you, the power of PlayStation. The power of PlayStation. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, man. Like, Xbox probably couldn't handle most of this. I'm not saying Xbox sucks. Whoa, I love whoa, Xbox. Whoa, whoa. Sunset Overdrive was my favorite game. Back. Sunset Overdrive was my favorite game, which is made by the same developers. And it's you know, free well, right now on Games with Gold. I just downloaded that psyched. yesterday. I'm that super is, psyched for that. That is cool. Have you played it, Jesus? I, I played a little bit of it. I played, like, I think I've got a few hours into the first part. But I never got, like, it was, like... When I was game sharing with Hook, and then he kind of just like fucking stopped game sharing with me, yeah, and then I, I was like, oh, I, I can't play this no more. I loved it. I loved it. What I did, what do I do like about? Okay, this is goes back to the old one. So as you're you, you as you're using your weapons, your weapons level up. You know, level one, level two, level three, and when they level up, they make noise and things pop on the screen, and it feels yeah. like Call of Duty when you're unlocking a weapon. Are you leveling up? And oh, he's showing me Captain Crunchway. Do not eat those on the mic, dude. Mute it, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it, Captain Hook, Captain, Captain. Um, so, so like in this game, so it's like your 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 guns are leveling up. They're getting more powerful and stuff like that. And you you also can collect these other things to do other upgrades. But the newer ones, like. An into the Nexus, a crack in time, tools of destruction. Your weapons were changing drastically. Like you, like your 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 com, what is it? Com, combustor, the combustor, what, whatever it was. Like it'd just be shooting straight lines, and then it would and then it would have a flare to it, and then it would just be rapid fire. It would be way different. The Mister Zircon, as you level up that, it'd be the one little guy following you around talking shit, and then you'd have like another guy, and then there'd be a whole family of these little guys following around. This one's going back to the basics where you're just kind of leveling up a weapon and it's getting stronger. But it's still good, dude. I'm telling you, when there's stuff going on on the screen, I'm smiling, dude. I, I, I smile like somebody who's in like an old old uh, um, Black Hole Sun video and shit. Just, Black <laughs> Hole Sun, won't you, <laughs> won't you come? come? Won't you come? Yeah, I look uh, like a fucking Joker and shit. Are you guys interested in seeing the movie? Yes. When does the movie come out? Next it week. It comes out in, uh, on Next April 29th. Two weeks. Huh. Two weeks. Huh. I'll probably go check that out. I will. Um, I guess if you play this game, though, there's a lot of spoilers towards the movie. Like, as if you give a shit about a spoiler and a fucking Ratchet Clank. Don't spoil Ratchet and Clank for me, guys, please. <laughs> Damn it, IGN. Your stupid Twitter feed spoiled Ratchet and Clank for me. <laughs> I, just, I was just playing this level where I was jumping on the rails, and you're kind of surfing through the rails, and you can jump. You know, you, you can't fall off the rails, but you can jump from side to side to different rails or whatnot. And there's like, it's going up. It's like being on a Disneyland ride. Dude. You're going up this thing, and then finally you drop down like a roller coaster. You hear a scream like, ah! Like like you're on a on a roller coaster, dude. It's fucking fascinating. And then you get and your, your match. You died. Oh, no? sorry. We're not we're not talking about Dark Souls. Still. No, we're not sorry, talking sorry. about Dark Souls. You don't have to go to no bonfires and shit. <laughs> um, but my nuts and bolts. Dude, there's another level where there's like you got these magnetized boots. It's in the same map, I think. And you're you're walking up, and then you're upside down. Then you're on the side of the building. Then you're upside. Down, then you're like, dude, you feel like you're in these directions. You feel like you're 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 actually upside down. It's it's crazy, dude. I'm I'm so happy to be a gamer right now. I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to play this game, um, like like consistently. So I just finish it. Like I'm actually like I'll play it, play a couple hours. I'm trying to like I'm trying to distract myself so I don't go back to it. And, and, and beat it real quick because I'm really, really excited to play this game. And it's if you like Ratchet and Clank, you're gonna love this. If you've never played a Ratchet and Clank game, you, you you're gonna I think you're gonna like it. It depends on what kind of if you're into the old school platformer type games. Um, I I love it, dude. I absolutely love it. There's no I there's nothing about it I would say I do not like. 
And I played some Ratchet games. I never actually played the first one, but I'm actually, I was looking at it and I think I might pick it up. I, once again, it just depends on how long I'm stuck in Dark Soul hell. But <laughs> Dude, it's, it's 40 bucks. And if you wait a couple of weeks, you know, cause they're not, this is not a hot selling item. It'll be 30 bucks on sale probably. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's probably like a 10 to 15 hour game. It's probably not a no, huge it's, No, game. I guess. Well, no, I was watching reviews and it's average at about 15, 16 hours. Okay. And that's not even collecting everything. I'll collect everything. So I'll spend probably 20, 30. Okay. On it's playing the, hard. I like my collector mentality. I've been able to tamp down quite a bit. Like it used to be really bad. And then I played Assassin's Creed Black Flag and just opened the map and just oh, started no. oh, openly no. weeping. No. Like with the amount of icons on the screen for that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Unity, ridiculous. man. Unity was one of the worst ones, too. You fucking started the first part of that game. And you're like, what the fuck is this? How many Uplay points do I have to get to get yeah. all these things off my screen? <laughs> Dude, it's like Far Cry 4, too. I was collecting everything. Even looking Far Cry out, and then, Primal, And then I was man. like, let me, let me, I spent like hours, five hours collecting shit. And then I was like, let me, oh, oh fuck. I did that little area. Like, this area is huge. Because, you know, when it's zoomed in, you just feel like the map's not yeah. that big. Dude, I was like, nah, this, this game's not that crazy. You know, obviously, the collectibles are in the levels as you find them. Maybe you have to go back to a level with. You don't have the boots. You don't have the magnetized boots yet, so you can't walk up that wall yet. So you can go back if you want later to collect that gold bolt. But it's nothing you're missing out on. It's not like you're mi- you Well, actually, there is weapon parts if you find... There's a couple cards you have to pick to bring back to this guy. I haven't found them all yet, but the Rhino Blaster? What was it called? I don't know. There's, there's some big-ass gun he makes for you. It's insane. And that's one of the things, like, the creativity that insomniac puts into their games is always so cool uh you know if nothing else like i really appreciate just kind of the zaniness of you know sunset overdrive or resistance or ratchet and clank i think the they really go out of their way to make each weapon something super unique something that you know you haven't seen in a million other games before uh, mm-hmm. Even in Resistance, where it was ostensibly supposed to be like kind of yeah. real-ish world, like you saw the bullseye and the auger and things like that, that you know kind of put a twist on everything to not make it so, I guess, generic. Like you can always tell an Insomniac game. I, I like Resistance a lot. Resistance I three, too. I thought I liked, it was great. I never played three. I played one and two, and I liked both of them quite a bit. No, you like? I'm glad you liked it so much. You played all three. Thanks, man. Well, by the time 3 came out, I was just playing Dark Souls all the time. <laughs> I played the shit out of Resistance 3's multiplayer. I played a lot of that. I thought it was fun. I've never been huge into multiplayer games until uh, I started playing Destiny. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah you can't so, you guys, you, you guys want to talk about Destiny? About the new Destiny content that came out in the patch? If, if it doesn't take not long at all. But you guys, I just want to say, uh, Russian <laughs> Clank, I highly, highly recommend it. I, I 40 bucks. Guys, 40 bucks, yeah. I think you might bucks. have sold me on it, Sean, actually. Like, just the joy and kind of exuberance that you kind of have for it right now. And just the, I, do. I don't know, you just have like a big-ass smile on your face. Like, yeah. you know, I just, do, man. It's like, it's like when you're a kid and you ask your mom if you can go out to, the, like, the ice cream truck is driving by. And you're like, Mom, can I go get <sighs> ice Come on. And then she says yes. Like, like, the smile on your face yeah. is that kind of a smile. The- no, no, it's like the smile I had on my face. I realized my mom gave me a couple of dollars to go to the um to go sw- into the swimming center, and I jumped the fence and got in there for free. So I still had that money. I could pay for that ice cream myself. <laughs> I didn't even need my mom's permission. I walk in there, mom, look what I bought. She's like, "Where'd you get that?" Fuck off. <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah, I, okay. actually, I, never, I was never a mean kid. Um, I don't know what happened. If I should ask my mom what would happen if I told her to fuck off. <laughs> She'd probably smack you in the fucking she face. Called my, she called my uncle. My uncle would come and put me in check. And you would <laughs> whoop your ass. He would have whooped my ass. Dude. I never got hit growing up. So that's why did I'm you? scared of getting fights. I got I hit a few times. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. I, I did some pretty bad shit to get hit a few times. <laughs> if I said that's my mom, like, I would be barred from Christmas, which Christmas is like a crazy huge thing <laughs> in my family. So they'd just be like, no, you're, you're shunned. All right. All right, Josh. Go ahead and tell us about Destiny. I'm sure there's people uh, the who play patch. Destiny and all that. So they probably want to hear. There's a lot of people that play Destiny. This well, is a good we'll time do, for me to take a nap. We'll do the Destiny. Pro- we'll do everything in one minute. Go ahead. Yeah, one minute. No, we'll give you more than one minute. Go ahead. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so the the new Destiny content that came out, they added a whole bunch of new exotics. They raised the level cap up to 335. They put in a new strike, and they have the new Challenge of the Elders mode for the game. And I'm pretty psyched about it because I was basically getting up. I'm, you know, 305 on my main character. I didn't start playing until the Taken King expansion came out. I saw all the reviews of the original Destiny, and I played the beta and kind of wasn't really into it. But I jumped in with Taken King because it finally felt like a full-fledged game. Which, after playing through it, I can't imagine playing Vanilla Destiny. Like, it sounds like it was just so boring. <laughs> That's all I know is Vanilla Destiny, to be honest. Oh, and see, like, the House oh, of Wolves stuff like, is... Oh, like, oh. Well, no, I mean, I just have seen <laughs> all of the content they've added to it. And I look back at what, like, how bare bones the initial launch must have been. And I feel bad for people that paid $60 for that game. It was it, it was I played it, dude, and I thought it got kind of I was still a sixty dollar game. There was a lot of content. I would just go by what the work they put into the environments. That was worth sixty bucks for me. Okay. And it's so beautiful, dude. Oh, hey, hey, yeah. Side note, um Brink. Brink Classic from the podcast. Game by, uh splash damage. Not that one. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Brink <laughs> Brink of Eternity from our podcast, who's been absolutely yeah. will be here for the one hundredth. I'm pretty sure that was that was a set in stone thing. He, uh, everybody knows he sold his, his consoles, his PS4 and his Xbox One. He, he needed a break, and he, he didn't know of any other way to get away from it. He just ordered himself, himself the Quantum Break white Xbox bundle. Should be here next week. And he's scared as fuck. He's like, Destiny, no, I don't want to do it. Because he's the guy who, just don't who buy deleted Destiny, that game. Man. He went in there. To, into, he went into his, his account and deleted all of his character stats. So he couldn't go back to it. Then he still went back to it. Like he doesn't want to. Destiny, man, this crack game you're talking about, dude. I think it's. I think it's an addiction, Josh. I don't think you really like it. Somebody should email Bungie and like have him banned for cheating or something. <laughs> have himself banned. Him I've been cheating this shit. I can't stop cheating. I've been in there like cheating like every day. <laughs> Just get banned. Get his gamer tag banned from the servers, and then he won't be able to play it. I'm admitting I'm a cheater. You're not gonna do anything about it. You punk. <laughs> like, oh, sir, come work for us. Please, please, we'll I'm begging you to ban me. <laughs> yeah, but, but to offer him a job and free destiny for life. Frank should be back gaming soon. Hopefully, he'll be back on the podcast. We don't know, um, but hopefully, uh, works all out, and hopefully, he stays away from destiny. Because fuck. Yeah, he'll be well, playing shit at a quantum break. I only play destiny traditionally. I play it one night a week. Uh, I have a group of guys that I play with at my work and my brother. And so all of us get on every Sunday night and we play. Like, that's kind of just our weekly ritual. I like so that I, you have a tradition. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Destiny, it's a tradition. Destiny, creating traditions. That's their tagline for Destiny 2, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Destiny 2, harder, more destinies. <laughs> more destinies. 
Destiny 2 colon fate. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> What's a colon Des fate? I don't know what a colon fate is. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds painful. You got 20 more years before you'll experience your colon fate. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Don't be an asshole, dude. Because you know what? I think that stuff kind of stuff happens a lot. You're a good, you're a good kid. Hopefully it doesn't happen to you. Yeah. Fine, I am. Sure. But yeah, so level caps raised up to 335, which is cool for me because I was like brushing Three? up against the 320. Yeah, so I guess Destiny, you have the level cap, which is 40 still, but then you have your kind of equipment level, like your cumulative oh. equipment level. And kind of the big thing so far that I've found that's really come in handy is the infusion mechanic has changed. So in Destiny, you could basically take a gun. So let's say you had a gun that was like 400 damage, but you didn't really like the gun then you could take that and grab a gun that's like a 380 damage weapon that you like a lot more and basically stuff the 400 level gun into it, bring it up to 400, and now you can use the gun that you want to use. And so previously, that would only bring it up 80%. So if you put a 400 into, or sorry, if you put a 200 into a 180, then you'd only end up with like 195 Uh but if you do it now, then you bring it all the way up to 200. So I did a ton of gear management earlier this week. Um, I've rerun Prison of Elders a few times. Uh, I haven't done Challenge of the Elders just because I couldn't get my raid group together to go and do that. But that's the new kind of big area that's uh, kind of boss repetitious runs. But I'm looking forward to it. I haven't done a ton because basically Sean told me I was barred from talking about Destiny. So I put a bunch of time into Dark Souls uh, so that I could talk about that on the show. So... But if anybody out there wants to play Destiny, uh, every Sunday night starting from about 8 o'clock Eastern Time until like 1 o'clock Eastern Time in the morning, we're playing. So hit me up at okay. Ancient of Frost. What is, your, what is your name? My PS4 gamer tag is Ancient of Frost. That's where you play it on? Yeah. Okay, good. That's what, that way Brink can add you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not tempting him. <laughs> yeah, the Benny Chief has a great idea. He says, "Let's all report Brink on Xbox Live for, for cheating." <laughs> Just on Destiny, man, on Xbox Live, we don't want his gamer tag to be banned. <laughs> he gets bricked. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, I'm exhausted, dude. I'm seriously exhausted. I talked so so fast when I was talking about Ratchet and Clank because I'm excited. And then yeah. and, and, and Josh was talking so fast, talking about Dark Souls, and here comes Jesus. This better fucking, this better, <laughs> this better compare, man. Watch him be like, I didn't pay anything this week, guys. Go for it, Jesus. I Go. Didn't pay trying. anything this week, guys. I really oh. did. I know. <laughs> so, guys, let me tell you about the latest patch for uh, Candy Crush. They uh, added yeah. uh, 15 new levels, and now there's a banana shape. I'm level 250 <laughs> on Candy Crush. I'm just, I don't even play Candy Crush. But um, this this week, I only played Siege, to be honest. I really just played Siege. But I went back and I started to play Primal again, guys. And Primal. Oh, cool. That game is fucking cool, man. Like, it, it was it was awesome because I was on a mission. I had to go to this cave to find this hunter. And, and I was up there. And, like, I wasn't, you know, in the, the first part of the game, you start off, like, in a foresty area. Well, where I went, it was, like, a arctic it was like fucking snow it was it was all covered in snow and it said follow the, you know the footprints to get to this cave to find this hunter that was in there that's part of your tribe or something so i was going in there and i have a fucking cave lion because i tamed this cave lion that i have with me so he's with me and he's always protecting me he's always running with me and nice. he'll attack people for me bears and shit but i was walking to this cave and out of nowhere 
I don't know what happened, but out of nowhere, this fucking saber tooth came out and like out of a fucking tree or something. He jumped on my cave line and fucking like just destroyed him in a second. I was like, oh fuck. So Damn. I was trying to like spear this thing. I was trying to light it on fire. I was shooting fucking fire arrows at it. And um, I couldn't kill it. And he killed me. So I went back to it again and again and again. Finally was able to kill it. I get into the cave where the hunter is at. And, and it he's turns pissed out, because you killed his saber tooth tiger. <laughs> no, it's like, come out, on, man. I tamed that. He was my buddy. The hell's wrong with you? <laughs> it turns out that the people, that, the, 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 the animal that injured him in the cave was a fucking saber tooth lion. <laughs> So here we go, like four of them come out in this cave, and I'm in this cave, and this, and if you don't have your torch like lit on fire, you can't see shit in the cave, so you have to have your fucking torch lit on fire, so you're able to see in the darkness, because if you turn it off, your fucking cave, like the cave is just pitch black, you can't really see anything, so I was like, you're fucking trying to kill these stupid ass saber-toothed tigers, or lions, or whatever the fuck, and I, I couldn't kill them, finally I got it done. And it was just, to me, that whole experience was kind of fucking crazy. And, and I wanted to tame one of these things. So I, I recently unlocked the perk to uh, be able to tame a saber tooth. So I'm going to go up to the fucking snow and try to find one. Okay, so what, 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 what happens when you tame one? What do you do? Just walk up to you, and touch no, it? No, to tame him. So like you, basically all the animals in this game will attack you. So you have honey badgers and fucking saber tooths and bears. Bears are the worst. They'll attack you just if you look at them. You have to oh, throw yeah. the ultra ball yeah, if you, you want to throw, tame the bear. It's like a pokeball, basically. You throw like this piece of meat on the ground. Even if, like, if the bear's attacking you, you pull out the fucking bait. It's called bait. It's, like, you may, it's made out of meat. And you throw it on the ground, and the fucking animal will go and, and eat it. Because they're like, oh, this tastes better than you. So they'll go and eat it. And you have to sneak up behind the bear or behind the saber tooth. Sneak up. You can't just run up there because they'll turn around and attack you. You have to sneak up behind them, and you press X, and it kind of just tames them. It's just like, it just hold X, and the guy just like pets it. And it's like, oh, he's not your buddy. You're best friends now. Even though five seconds ago you were throwing the spear at him and trying to kill him. You're now his best friend, and he'll Far kill Cry things. Far Cry Primal makes you want like a gritty, a gritty version of the Flintstones, where you have to tame. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be dope, dude. <laughs> you have to go and tame like the giant, like Brontosaurus, to to you know chew up the the rubble, and then you know the whatever that your dishwasher like lizard thing is, you gotta tame it to come back to your house. <laughs> so it's like The Sims meets Far Cry Primal. You know, actually, it might be a game that somebody can make. But that's all you do. You tame these animals like that. And um, just playing this game, I, I didn't realize how big the map was. Like you said, I am so on Far Cry Four and you did all the things in this little area and you thought that was a map and you're like, yes, finally did it. And then you zoom out and you realize the map is like 10 times that size. <laughs> that happened to me. Do you, guys resent, do you guys resent the size of open world games now? Like, No, but the thing is, I don't resent the size, man, but this game, there's no cars. <laughs> there's no flying. You have to literally walk across the map. You could unlock fast travel points or like little like they're like little camps. You light them on fire and it's like, oh, this is now your camp. You can fast travel here. Oh, using bonfires. You gotta you gotta light a bonfire. Yeah, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with this mechanic. You go in there, you light the bonfire, but the bon you know, one time I lit a bonfire and I fell asleep and I woke up the next morning and the entire forest was on fire. Cause really? Because <laughs> in Far Cry, you know, if you light something on fire, like you light the tree on fire, it's going to light the grass on fire, it's going to light the other trees on fire, and the next thing you know, it's like a huge forest fire, just <laughs> fucking burning for like five or ten minutes straight, like just 
everything's catching on fire. You can't. And Smokey stop. the Bear's just sitting there, really sad. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what come on, f- man, you had one job. <laughs> so that happened to me one time. I actually lit a bar- like a fucking you know campfire. I lit it and. I put my character to sleep and I woke up in the morning like everything around my camp was on fire. I was like, oh shit. I was like, this isn't good. But uh, yeah, so Primal, um, I got another area where I was going, had to go, I have to go find this guy. And uh, what the fuck is that? Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Is that, is that fucking Iams? The fuck are you yeah. doing, Iams? I thought I had it on mute. Sorry. Oh, you fucking asshole. Anyways, I had to go get this guy, and I had to cross this path where the mammoths live with the the woolly mammoths. That's where they live. That's where they all they all just chill there. This is their home, and I had to go go through there. So I'm going through this area, and I have my cave lion with me. He's a bad motherfucker, right? I'm thinking this dude's gonna kill anything that comes across me. And then I'm going through there, and there's a camp of the enemy. Like they're like the enemy tribe. There's a camp, and I see these fucking mammoths attacking the camp. And I'm like, okay, this is my chance to take over the camp because, you know, these guys are busy. Attacking yeah, you know, they're a distraction. So it works out. I take over the camp. Next thing you know, the mammoths kill everybody. But then there's like six woolly mammoths that turn their attention to me all of a sudden. So I climb like, up. Some- this, is our, this is our land. <laughs> so I climb up this little tower, and I'm standing on top of the tower for like, five or ten minutes just shooting arrows at these fucking mammoths that are just all around the tower because for some reason they glitch out and they can't attack you when you're on top of the tower because you know you're obviously higher than they are they get kind of like what the fuck's going on here i don't know so you light your arrows on fire you lit, you fucking shoot the arrows at them that are on fire you light the fucking woolly mammoth on fire you see him run around the map screaming then he comes back to you and you light him on fire again and you watch him run around again and that's what i had to do to like six of those things so there's a few things in this game that kind of have me like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to this game because there's just so much shit in the way to get to an objective of a mission. It's hard. It's not easy. Like, you have to walk. You have to deal with bitch-ass bears, saber tooths, <laughs> enemies attacking you, fucking lions, wolves. Oh, everything. my. It sucks. So do you want to oh see my. the do you want to see the Far Cry series stay in and like iterate on the kind of prehistoric milieu that they've had for this game, or do you want a new time period? I want a Blood Dragon full game. No, I don't want a Blood Dragon full game. Dude, that was awesome. It was niche. It was like uh, like you know certain people would like it, and some some people wouldn't. Yeah, like like Far Cry Primal. Yeah, it's just kind of like Primal. So the thing is, uh, I. I don't know, man. They really they did a good job, you know, being, you know, you're in this time period. It makes you feel like you're in, like, the time period. You feel like a fucking caveman type of person. And just running around. I don't even know what language. I don't even know what language that people are speaking. It's probably, like, an official language that some, like, ten people in the world know. And that's what they have. You, my woman. I drive you to my cave. But they legit speak the, they speak the language. And all you read is subtitles the whole time because that's all they speak is this like weird, I don't know what the fuck it's called, the weird weird ass fucking language, and um, basically, I don't know, man, I don't know if I want to see them stick to like the past because it I'm sucks not having it. guns. It sucks not having guns. It sucks not being able to blow shit up and like having guns and just shooting fucking things and climbing yeah. the towers and ripping open the radio boxes and you know pressing the little green button and. There's something there's, about that. There's was, no towers, dude. I like towers. Is there towers, towers at all? 
There's no towers. Instead of towers, there's like these things that you light on fire. They're like enemy camps. And then you light, like, it's like a tower, like, of sticks. And you light that shit on fire. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, this land is your land now. Yeah, your people. This land is your land. This land, this is, land is my land. land. Christopher Columbus. I got a shotgun. Christopher Columbus DLC. <laughs> Christopher Columbus DLC is coming. And I'm just going to show up with a bunch of fucking boats. Blankets. And, and blankets. And I offer them to your people. and Rape and pillage. But uh, so, so and this is one of the things that kind of excites me about Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the new game from Guerrilla that's coming out at some point in the future, where it kind of has the it seems like it has kind of the Far Cry thing of, oh, you know, it's you against nature. Uh, but it also is like, hey, you have a kick ass crossbow and a whole bunch of other cool guns to play with, as well as, you know, presumably some kind of melee weapons and things like that. But I like the kind of, you know, the you against nature as opposed to just you against, you know. An enemy. Right. Another outpost. Yeah, that, that's the cool thing about this game. Like I said, you know, there was times where I was leg- I was fucking scared to go through an area because I looked at the map and the map said this, this area, there's saber tooths in this area. So going to that area, you know you're going to run across one. And it's just scary, man, because like I said, in the snow, one came out of nowhere. He, like, jumped out of a fucking bush or a tree, and he was attacking us, and we had no chance against him. Are you going to finish this? I think I am. I think I'll be able to finish it. Mm-hmm. Right now, must, I'm on the top, top section of the map. Um, like yeah, I said, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to get to, to different objectives because, like I said, there's a lot of walking in this game. But once you get to the objective and you unlock little, like, campfires... You're able to fast travel back in time, so you fact, fucking fast travel back to your home base. Um, there's a lot of crafting and upgrading in this game, which is not a big. I'm not a big fan of crafting or upgrading and shit like that. But there's tons of that in this game. Like everything is crafting or upgrading and crafting and getting resources, getting wood and leaves and the green leaves and the red leaves and the yellow leaves and the blue leaves and the white leaves. And the fucking rocks and the fucking flintstone and, and all this other shit. It's just a bunch of stuff to craft. You got to get Bam Bam and Pebbles. And... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of crafting, which is not... I'm not a big fan of crafting, but the more people you get for your camp, like your home base, they'll actually put resources for you in your like little... That's handy. Pack. So you can always go to a camp, like a campfire, and you always find these packs there where you can just pull resources out of there. And every day they're updating their resources. That sounds great, because, like, I played... Far Far Cry 3 was the last one of the Far Cry games I played, um, which I loved it, and I don't know why I never picked up 4, and I didn't pick up Primal, because, well, I've been trying to... Well, I was playing uh, Tomb Raider when Primal came out, and those seemed so similar that I kind of just... I didn't want to jump from one to the other. Um, But I didn't want to go hunting all the time. It's like, oh, you need, you know, seven more boar skins before you can craft this wallet. So I'm like, I just want to go bow hunt, like, guys in the face. you say boar skin? Say something about foreskin. Boar? Boar skin? Oh, okay. skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's about Dude, game. Far Cry 3 gets weird, man. It's <laughs> collecting foreskins. <laughs> oh, not, not, not a lot of Jewish people on that island in Far Cry 3. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah this game, I said it's a lot of crafting, but it's cool. You know, the, the some of the visuals are fucking amazing. Um, the one thing that I find myself being fascinated at all the time in these games, which is like it happened to me in Tomb Raider, it happened to me playing Just Cause 3 this week as well, and Primal, um, is seeing how different and how vast these environments can be and how beautiful they can make these places look. 
and you just sit there and you look around the map and you see the trees the forest the backgrounds you see the fucking birds in the air the clouds you just look at the environments that that developers put into these games and it's amazing man some of these fucking places look real and like going back to like thinking about tomb raider some of the environments that i played in in tomb raider was just beautiful man you wanted to be in there like you're like fuck i would go there for a vacation that place looks nice yeah, man, I can't. I can't even draw a tree. Like, if you gave me three hours to draw a, a a cool tree, I couldn't even do that. And yet, it's like, hey, man, I designed you know, five thousand trees. Yeah, that, like, some some of those some of those trees and some of those environments are amazing. Um, just the backgrounds, and like I said, the the thing is that you know, games like these don't have just one environment. They go from like forest to snow to desert to fucking lakes, underwater, above water, fucking cliff sides. They have different environments, and that's all that's amazing. Oh, what's Josh breaking out? He's putting in, like, a metal cup or something? He's getting, he's going, well, like, I have a jigger here because I was making old fashions earlier. Going, they can't say that word on our podcast, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't get it for a second, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Uh, I have. Can't say, uh, that's, you can't say stuff like that. Calumet Farm Bourbon Whiskey. Hey, man, people who annoy you, jiggers. Naggers. That was so funny, dude. That South Park skit. That yeah. was cracking up. That was one of the most thought out ones, I think. Another game I've been playing this week, guys, is uh, uh, Battlefield 4. This Battlefield weekend, 4. for the first time only in the history of Battlefield 4, it is double, double XP weekend. What does that mean? Four times? You get four times the XP. Damn, the son. XP, son. And one weekend. Just this weekend. First time. So I yesterday I was playing lot, I feel like there's was, a lot of specials going on this weekend because the Doom beta is this weekend and there's yeah. a free Siege weekend. Is there? Yeah. You can like, play Siege for free? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Play Siege, everybody. I, I played that game this week, too. <laughs> Wait, Anyways, Josh said that. He's like, yeah. Like, duh. Like, yeah. <laughs> duh, yeah, dumb dude. motherfucker. Like, dude, yeah, yeah. Don't you read the fucking shit? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, four times the XP. So I, last night, you know, it was one in the morning. I was fucking drunk and, and you know, under the influence of shit. And I was like, I'm going to play some fucking games. I want to play some Battlefield. Because Bench yeah. messaged me earlier that night. He was like, yo, bro. I ranked up to level 25, and I'm like, I need to reach 100. This fucker's going to catch up to me. So I'm level 90, and I get into this game, Damn. and I, I get into a server that's Metro only. And if you guys have played Battlefield, you remember Metro. That's the map that's like the subway station. Yeah, I love that. I love nope, that map. No hetero or homo, just Metro. Just yeah. Metro. <laughs> and there's A, B, and C as the objectives. And there's always whoever – the rule is in this map, if you capture the B flag – you won the match. You can hold the enemy. At that point, there's no way they're going to get past you. But if you somehow let them get past you and they, the enemy captures B, then you're fucked. You get pushed all the way back to your spawn. That's how it rolls. This game is just whoever has B is going to win. So basically, I was playing this yesterday. And I was just camping, man. I was just throwing down like fucking med packs and ammo packs and sensors and all this shit. And I was just camping it. Just waiting for people to walk by and just shooting them and shooting them and shooting them and dying and dying. And one match, I ranked up twice, and I was able to get like 163,000 XP points. And that's a fucking I need, I need lot, context man. for that. Like, that's a lot. On, that? a, on an average match of Battlefield, you get like 
if we're, say you're playing Metro, you see you get 10,000 points, 20,000 points. That's your regular XP. For wow. double XP, you're going to get 40,000. But this time I got, I got like four times XP. So I got 163,000 XP, man. I ranked up like three times just in that match. I was fucking happy as shit. You ranked up three times in one match and you were yeah. already in your 90s? You're already I'm at 90s? 90s. I'm in I'm a rank, I think it's 94 now or 95. Dude, I remember like... I I love Battlefield. That's like yeah. fucking once I discovered how great it actually is, I fucking love that game. But yeah. but getting from like one level, just the it one level would take you hours and hours. Five hours, dude. The thing is, like I said, this is double XP and, and like I said, they they double your XP that you get in the match, but they also double the XP that you get. Like you know how you get XP for your guns that you use? So I was using guns that I don't usually ever use, like shotguns. I was using those a lot. I was just camping with the shotgun and Waiting people to walk down this certain hallway and bam, bam, just kept dropping people or using kits that I never used. Like, I already used my, my assault and my engineer and my you know, support a lot. So I was using recon a lot. And I was just doing shit that I don't, using shit that I don't normally use to unlock more things with them. Um, that's what I was doing basically to unlock a lot of XP. And, and then I, on top of the four times the XP, I put down a 200 XP boost to my account so i had like six times the xp so that kind of helped out a bit making it Jesus just making it rain making, making it rain, rain with the xp i was throwing xp, XP all over your face dude all over your face motherfuckers Couldn't you get an XP, xp and you get an xp you get two times the xp yeah i'm like i'm just throwing xp points yeah, over like i said man XP. <laughs> <laughs> battlefield 4 um i know hook mentioned a comment on that like oh yeah they have to release a full xp weekend because nobody plays this game that is the biggest lie, man. Um, this community of, of gamers that play Battlefield 4 is so strong. I am amazed that this game was actually a launch game for the X. It was actually it came out before launch on the Xbox One, and it's still going as strong as it is today. I, when they announced Battlefield 5 this year, which I'm assuming they will, that, oh, that game's going to fucking be a huge game. Like, yes! Gonna, yeah, Amazing. so how do you guys how do you guys think that's gonna work? So they just teased Titanfall two. So EA ostensibly has Battlefield, Battlefront, yeah. and Titanfall. Mm-hmm. How like what kind of a rotation do you guys envision happening? It's, like this is the thing is with the Battlefield clan, you know, with the Battlefield buyers, the, the the consumer of a Battlefield game, they're gonna entice the people that play Battlefield four to move on to Battlefield five. And for the Titanfall players, they're gonna entice the people that play Call of Duty. Two yeah, more I don't that's more. Of, yeah, that's more of a. I, I, I like both games, but Battlefield seems to be that perfect. Like Battlefield, something you play and you get engaged with. Call yeah. of Duty is something you play. You can just zone once, out for a second. Yeah, just... yeah. I want, I want some fast action now. I don't really give a fuck what happens. Battlefield is way more unpredictable. You just be shooting at somebody in a helicopter will fly yeah, out of the sky and blow up on top yeah. of you. Yeah. So speaking of Titanfall 2, let's play a Titanfall 2 trailer. Do it, man. Titanfall um, 2 is releasing this fall. They just announced a new trailer. This is it. You guys may barely hear this, but the listeners will hear it fully on the actual recording. I'll play it. That's how my setup works. But. All right. People like you always want to be the hero. The problem with being a hero is... Beautiful, man. You have to be willing to die for what you believe in. If I were you, I wouldn't try so hard. 
you'll live longer. Uh, like a drop pod, and then there's a titan with like a big ass sword. Hmm. Have you guys seen this? I have. Yeah, me too. I played uh, I played quite a bit of Titanfall. Um, like I said, I'm not much of a multiplayer gamer, but I really loved how tight the controls were. Uh, I'm a Mirror's Edge like fanatic from I back in the day. I love Mirror's yeah, Edge. Mirror's Edge, is good. Mirror's Edge is coming out soon. Yeah, I'm a little so over excited. a month. Um, and so the I guess kind of the movement in the Battlefield games, re- or sorry, in Titanfall, really reminded me of Mirror's Edge. And I did think it was quite as tight as I wanted it to be, but it was still so fun to just like do all of the kind of wall running and the, you know, the jetpack and moving around the world felt so fun and fluid that it kept me playing for a lot longer than I thought it was going to. So I'm pretty psyched for it, especially that there's going to be a single player campaign, which is mostly what I'm interested in. That's what I'm interested in, because, you know, we... You know, when they were announcing the first title, I remember them releasing all these... Remember they were releasing, like, these pictures... And all these pictures, if you put them all together, you you could, like, fucking make, like, a collage and somehow, like, get some hidden information of Titanfall in them. They had all these fucking pictures. If you go, no, like, if you go back and look at the the original launch of Titanfall, right before it, they had all, like, these hidden images that were being leaked by EA. And there were pictures of, like, shipping containers that had fucking, like, codes on them that were something that were in the game. Or QR codes that were hidden in the picture that you can scan and you can get information of like Hammond Industries, the industries that actually built the Titans. And I want to know what the fuck is going on. Why, why are people fighting in these big ass robots? What's the point of that? Like, when the game came out and we had like that little campaign, I never understood the whole point of the campaign. You had kind of like the rebels and the military. And you were on one side or the other side every match, and it didn't really make any fucking sense. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I'll, what I did know is when you when you when it was time, your Titan was ready. Your Titan was ready, and you <laughs> called that fucker I, in, and then you look, you point the camera up at the sky, and you watch that <laughs> pod fall. <laughs> I remember showing that game. I remember showing that game to one of my buddies who was a strictly he's still a PS4 gamer only or a PlayStation gamer only, but I remember him watching that, and he's like holy shit he's like what game is this i need to buy this for my playstation i was like sorry buddy it's only on xbox he's like what he's like no fucking way i was like yeah but I was like, it's only on xbox dude you should have went like, you should have went zip you want to play <laughs> but yeah i remember him like just being like fucking amazing you know like looking at the screen and like stand by for titanfall and like boom and it fucking crashes and and the fucking robot stands up and it fucking picks you up and you know, Dude, I thought it was such a missed opportunity for like having a connect voice commands like to launch Titanfall. All you have to say is just stand by for Titan Xbox, stand by for Titanfall, stand and then it would launch Titan. the game. Oh, Dude. that'd be fucking cool, man. Dude, how cool would that be? Dude, the other part that was really fucking cool, really cool, was that 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 the Xbox's update happened right around that same time with the Xbox record that. Oh so like, my so God, you got this, dude. you got this new game who had a lot of new things that no other game had yet. And you're just like, Xbox record it, Xbox record it. You're filling up your hard drive with Xbox record that, man. Like, I remember wall running was a thing that no game had done before. Like, this wall running where you could run and shoot your gun and do all these fucking crazy acrobatics. And now, nowadays, it's like, that's normal. Yeah, Call of Duty Duty has it. Uh, Wall running is the cover of this generation. Yeah. Yeah. But but wall running when that game was first announced and you saw these people wall running in the trailers you're like what you can wall run and like 
have these little jetpacks on you. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And you can climb on things and, and jump around and run really fast and have your Titan follow you around. Like, all these fucking things were new. Titan man. Titan follow did so you many around. Things. And you know what was cool? <laughs> the people who made Titanfall were the original creators of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And if we go back to Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare, the original one, was the original Call of Duty that kind of brought everybody to play Call of Duty. It was the Call of Duty game to have when it came out. I mean, when I bought my Xbox 360, I remember going into Best Buy and seeing Call of Duty 2 on, <laughs> like, in the kiosk there and just being blown away by how it looked. Just like, I don't know, do you guys remember seeing, like, the first time you saw Xbox 360 graphics? Dude, oh, dude, I, 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 missed... I remember the first time I saw it was Gears of War, and that show was crazy. I was like, what is this? This is the Xbox 360. This is Gears of War. I'm like, what? I, I, I played a little bit of PS2. I miss Xbox. I've still never, ever played on an Xbox original. Oh, man, you missed I've that. never held a controller. I bought the Xbox 360 because uh, Skate was out, and that was a game I was interested in. I used to skate. I loved it. I still love it. I can't wait. I guess Skate 3 might be backwards compatible soon. I'm really excited for that. I'll rebuy it. I'll rebuy it on Xbox so I can play it. Um, and uh, and I remember those just the graphics and and uh, what, what were we just talking about? Fuck, I'm Titan just the Fox. graphics, man. No, Wait, yeah, yeah, we were just talking about how yeah, he, uh, Jesus what? mentioned that Call of Duty Four brought everyone in, and I just okay, said like, yeah, hey, Call of Duty. So when I got back to gaming, I wasn't into military shooters, and I was you like, saw Call of Duty Four on the shelf. I kept seeing Modern Warfare on the shelf, and I was like, oh man, and you I'm saw the back of the, up. you know, and then you picked it up and you saw the back of the game and said. The best looking, most realistic most, graphics, most photorealistic ever. graphics ever. And yeah, like yeah, IGN yeah. Or Game Informer on there. Yeah, dude. So like, dude, I, that fucking amazing. Dude, I bought this game like like eight months into its cycle, and it was still sixty bucks or fifty bucks. Like that was some Call of Duty games. Like they would yeah. hold their their that value their... never diminished. Even uh, even when when uh, World at War came out. I was still playing Call of Duty 4. I played Call of Duty 4 till Modern Warfare 2 came out. Like, on the multiplayer. I, I did play World at War once in a while, but I, I stuck to the Call of Duty Modern Warfare series until Modern Warfare 2 came out. That's how strong that community was when that fucking game came out, man. It was such a different game from all the other military shooters out there. Did you, you guys play the last Call of Duty? Did you guys, anybody play Black Ops 3? Yeah, I still play it all the time. Have it. Okay. So it's weird out. how like that inversion happened where Treyarch took over as like the lead studio mm-hmm. and Infinity Ward has just kind of I mean Ghost was not well received at all. Well like no. I said the people that made Titanfall what company is the company Respawn Respawn the creators of Respawn or the founders are the original people that mostly worked they all worked at Infinity Ward when Infinity Ward made Call of Duty 4 and when so, Modern Warfare St. Pella yeah, when Modern Warfare 3 was being made, basically something happened where I guess Activision didn't pay them enough royalties for Modern Warfare 2, and they were like, you guys are not paying us for this game. And, um, and, and Activision was like, well, fuck you. In your contract, we can pay you this much money and get away with it. So Vince Ampella took his buddies, and he was like, fuck you, Activision. We're leaving, and we're making our own company. And they did, and they went to EA, and they're like, hey, we need money. To make this game, we want to make a new shooter. You know, Activision wants to make this bullshit Modern Warfare 3 game. We want to make our own shit. And they made their own game called Titanfall. And that's when they started working on Titanfall. And the Titanfall dev team was not huge. 
that's why the game doesn't have that many guns or that that many like weapons and all these accessories and perks and shit. Because they even said it themselves, we're not a big team. We only have like a hundred people to work with. We don't have thousands and thousands of employees. Is Titanfall the most successful new IP so far this generation? I think was it's, that division. And I think it would. Oh uh, yeah. One of the. It would have. Well, been no, sorry. Destiny. Destiny is the most successful, but yeah, uh, Division, um, Titanfall. I don't know. I can't. Re- I feel like I can't name that many new IPs I, that have started. Yeah. Bloodborne. Everything is remakes. Because the, they're, they're, the order. it's too it's too risky. Like Bloodborne was a new IP, but it was basically a Dark Souls game, right? The order. The order was a new IP, and it didn't do so well. No, it didn't. I do loved it. that I, game. I loved it too. So do I. Yeah, geez, yeah, was, that was Jesus' favorite game, and everyone's still trying to defend how shitty it was. And I was like. I don't know. I had a great time with it. It was short, and it, it's like I just love was... setting the story, the graphics. Yes. It's all it all had me into hey, the story, man. I, Galahad was a badass. Hell yeah! Yeah, and the high other hot chick, dude. The hot, and then, and then the chick that was your partner, and, and then the, just the story, dude. Like you, this knight that's supposed to bring order when crazy shit happens in the streets. That's and fucking that phosphorus cool. gun, or what was that white phosphorus? I don't know. Yeah, or the gun that shot the fucking like the air, it shot the air and it knocked everybody back. That show's fucking cool, man. <clears throat> yeah. Guys, let's just talk about the order for the next <laughs> end of the show. <laughs> the order. What do we want to see in the order eighteen eighty seven? But anyway, we're talking about we're, we're talking about Titanfall two, and we are talking about this trailer, and it's gonna have a campaign. It's gonna come out this year. EA already said, um, "Stand by for uh, stand by for June twelfth at our E three conference." Or some shit like that. Or they're, it's not the E3 conference. It's the EA conference. Whatever yeah, they're, they're going to call it. Separate event. Yeah, but it's during the same time as E3 because they know everybody's going to be in LA anyway. So they're going to just hold their own shit. Um, what do you guys want from Titanfall 2? Do you want to see different mechs, different Titans, different... More guns. Do, do you want to see perks? I want more... Like, uh, perks, perks? Perks, is, perks is good. Uh, maybe Killstreak Rewards is good. But then that's going to Titanfall. Yeah, like I mean, to Call of Duty. Killstreaks is part of... Your Call Titan coming down. It's part of yeah. your Titan. Like I, I just the more want more guns. Got, the less time your Titan took to rebuild. Or I think it would be cool to have like transforming Titans. So you like transform into like a tank. <laughs> well, or you <laughs> put all your Titans together like your buddies. Like let's transform into this yeah, how, lion. How cool would it be if you had like a Voltron system where like hey, if two of you have Titans on the ground at the same time. Like, you guys can join up to make one Super Titan Josh, or something like that. Josh, the thing oh, is... Oh, come on, man. Everybody. That'd be so cool. No, no, Josh. Didn't we're, we're all going to be playing this game, and everybody's going to be like, bro, don't call in your Titan, bro. You don't call in your, don't call in your Titan until I get my Titan, dude. And it's going to be like the last minute of the match. Fucking Voltron. And everybody's going to call in their Titans. Like, Stand by for Titanfall. And like, you see like 20 Titans coming down on the map, and... Everybody's going to turn into Voltron. and Dude, how does it. that not sound awesome? That's like the end of every Power Rangers episode where they finally <laughs> turn to the Megazord and you're like, finally, this is what we've been waiting for for the last hour and a half. So every match of Titanfall 2 is going to be like that if that's the case. Like everybody wastes the last minute to call in their Titan and, and that's it. I think it'd be cool if there were other different methods of extraction. So, like, it always was, you know, get, to, get back to the dropship. Like, it'd be cool if, hey, uh, you know, you have a level where it's a beach. And at the end, you all have to get back to the boat or like you all have to retreat back into like a bunker or something like that, like kind of different methods of extraction at the end of the match. I thought that was one of the coolest aspects of the multiplayer in Titanfall 1. What I do know is that we need 
I would love for a game to come out that I get excited about and a bunch of people get excited about and there's like group playing, there's people playing together and shit. Right now everyone's gone solo and I, I don't, honestly don't care about The Division. I played it, I put like seven hours into it, I just don't like it. Uh, I don't, you know, like Rainbow Six, I played the beta, that's not my type of game. Battleborn is not my type of game at all. I, I, I want something that... I want everyone just to be excited about something. You know, I think that, Titanfall and, might do it, man. And that's what Titanfall did when, when, if you recall back in, was it 2014 when Titanfall came out? Yes. 2014, early 2014, when Titanfall was coming out, and everybody that had an Xbox One that had just bought one the year before was getting Titanfall. I remember like being part of communities, man, that were, you would get on a game, and there would be so many people on your friends list playing Titanfall. Mm-hmm. That you always had a party to jump into. Like, you know, there would be people that would jump into the party like, hey, bro, we're sorry, man. Our team is full. You know, we have six people. All right, I'll catch you guys later. I'll go jump into this other team. And, like, you always had a different team to jump into. And, like, Titanfall brought the Xbox community together. They just, they fucking had everybody playing this game. And and all the updates they did to this game is amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised and amazed at how much they supported this game and how much they listened to their fans. And if you go and play Titanfall now, which I have once in a while, um, it's a completely different game from the launch game. It's completely well, different. Like, just like Destiny, you say it's completely different. This game is completely different from the launch game. I mean, do you think that game's going to be Titanfall or do you think it's going to be Gears 4? I don't think it'll be Gears because Gears has always been the kind of game that Everybody plays, but not everybody plays the multiplayer. I think Gears is more towards the people who love Gears. Titanfall is more open to anybody who just likes multiplayer shooters. Just get That's in fair there. enough. Shut up. I like I like Gears, but I suck at it. I everybody plays. It. Like I said, everybody plays Gears, but everybody plays Gears the campaign. Not everybody plays Gears the multiplayer. Gears multiplayer is really hard. It's hard. Even when you're good at games, it's really hard. You get, in, you get fucked up. Well, and we're all horrible at games here, so yeah, yeah we're suck. all horrible. Speak for yourself, sucker. I'm a company <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Titanfall 2, I hope they bring a, a good campaign. I don't want it to be super long, but at least 10 hours, you know. Kind of give us some backstory and why the fuck are people fighting with You don't want it to be next. super long, but you want a 10-hour campaign out of, out <laughs> just of Titanfall? 10 hours, you're not getting 10, 10 hours, hours dude. 8 hours. And give me 8 hours. Of you're going to get a 6-hour one, I bet. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I want? I want them to use like characters like they had in Modern Warfare. Just Fucking bring Captain Price. Captain call him, Price back. Call him, call, call him Captain Priceless. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. Call him Captain Priceless, and then instead of bringing soap, Priceless. call him shampoo. Instead of bringing just, soap, call him shampoo, and instead of bringing ghosts, call him like boo, and just like just have, oh, have, just have the order eighteen eighty six guys make the Titanfall campaign. Just have yeah. these guys like Captain Priceless and shampoo in Titanfall two. Shampoo and, and then boo. And then, you know, <laughs> you'll be fine. You have all these characters from the Modern Warfare series in Call of, in Call of Duty in, in, in Titanfall. And then you'll be set, dude. Captain Priceless come out with his little fish fisher's hat, like fisherman's hat, like running around, like, we need to take these guys out. And he's just fucking calling you. can't redo the fisherman's hat, so he's like a pirate's hat. I found Captain Priceless. I'm holding up a bottle of Captain Crunch to them. That's, that's Captain. Right that's that's Captain. Captain Priceless. <laughs> that's Captain. Captain Crunch. Captain <laughs> Crunch. Dude, man, like, we need characters that we can love again. Like, in Modern Warfare had them. Modern Warfare had Soap. You were Soap. You were always playing as Soap. And he was the main character, but you would always play as, like, 
John, was clean. So John was Matthews, clean. USMC, and like he would always die at some mission, or like fucking this guy who's a some kind of military army ranger, and he would always die at the end of the mission. And then you go back to Soap because Soap is a survivor. Soap is a hero. Soap the is clean. And then Captain Price, he was a person we all loved. We all liked playing as Captain Price. And that we was all a remember- great moment in Modern Warfare Two when you go and bust Price out of prison. That was so cool. Or, or, or in Modern Warfare 1, when you play as Captain Price, when he was like the apprentice of his big buddy, and um, you do the sniper mission. Yeah. You were, you were uh, playing the Gilly Sue one? The Gilly Sue mission, you were playing as Captain Price when he was like younger or whatever. Um, all those games, you know, they had characters that we loved. And like I feel like the Call of Duties nowadays and the games nowadays, they don't have that. They don't have the people we want to like. Play Dude, you didn't feel something when you pressed X to pay respects? <laughs> <laughs> press X to pay respects. I, I didn't press X. I was like, fuck I this guy. I didn't play that. You didn't even play those, those <laughs> ones, man. And then I felt like when every time I played that game, I felt like I was watching uh, House of Cards. Dude, as someone who used to do military funerals, I thought it was really weird, actually. I was I was watching like uh, I felt like I was watching House of Cards because Kevin Spacey would come on and I'd be like this guy's gonna talk some political shit right now and and just like look at the camera directly and and talk something and act like like the camera isn't there and keep talking to the people in the in the room. It was just weird. I feel like Activision doesn't have much I guess sense of humor when it comes to the Call of Duty games. Like Assassin's Creed has a sense of humor about it. Like. You are um like you work for Ubisoft basically in yeah. Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. And, and like, the bad company, the the bad people in, in Assassin's Creed are Ubisoft basically. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. wish they had like somebody like a Call of Duty campaign with a bit of a sense of humor where they're like, oh yeah, like we're going to fight this war, but it's not that big a deal. Like <laughs> every, everything will be cool. <laughs> um, yeah, like. Like I said, I just want games like Modern Warfare to come back, man. I feel like games like Call of Duty have gone way too far into the future. And I think if they come out this year and say, like, hey, look, we've listened to you guys. No, but that's the rumor is they're going into space, dude. I want them. We're making Modern Warfare 4. And there's a space mission in Modern Warfare 4, you know, but... There's a space uh, mission in Modern Warfare 4? Yeah, like, you're going to have, like, a future fucking mission and come back to the past. Like, in the first opening of the game, you'll be in space, like, in the future... And then it'll like rewind back into how the world ended up fighting the war in space. Like you'll be back in like 2002 fighting in Iraq or something. I don't know. Did any of you guys play Spec Ops: The Line? Yeah, yeah that, was that cool, game was man. fucking cool, man. I would love a Call of Duty game that is like that, where it's like I don't know, maybe less gung ho and more like Yo, bro, war yo, sucks. Less gung ho and you more Yo, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that, the name of this episode. Less gung ho, more yo, bro. That was a good story, man. They had little branching paths, and I, th- I thought and it, was, it was, was really cool. dark, dude. It, it, oh. I went back and played both endings, and they played completely different. That's one of my favorite, like, underrated games of the last generation. It was so gorgeous, too. Damn. A lot of people didn't play it, man. Um, Multiplayer yeah. was kind of weak. That's why. Multiplayer in that game was really weak. Multiplayer Never was- played it. Multiplayer wasn't the game to wasn't the reason to play that game though. It was the main story. So they're talking about like they're ta- the rumors are that Call of Duty is going to go way into the future, and then Battlefield's supposed to go back like, to like uh, like World, World War One. Okay, listen, I can go back to World War Two. At this point in time, even having all the Medal of Honors that we've had, all of them, all, all the Medal, Call of Duty One, Call of Duty Two, Call of Duty, all the Call of Duties. 
and even having like Battlefield 1942. All the battlefields. We should go back to World War II. Kill some more we Nazis. Go. And we should go into a Battlefield oh, Primal. I need somebody to make a game. <laughs> that would be dope, dude. I Battlefield need Primal just throwing rocks and shit at each other. We go back and, 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 and kill more Nazis. Or somebody to come out and can make a completely different game, turn it up, turn it upside down, and you're the Nazis killing fucking people. Like you're you're the you're playing as the Nazis fighting against the Allied forces. Something did like any, that. Did any of you guys see the Amazon TV show The Man in the High Castle? No, I heard a lot about this show though. Everybody keeps talking about it. Yeah, so it's uh, basically the United States gets taken over and split in half. Half are the uh, you know the Nazi-run states, and the West Coast is run by the Japanese. And so, like, you could do a period piece like a 1940s, like, oh, shoot, what was that game? Uh, like, Liberty, Fall of Liberty. Uh, do you guys, where, like, the Nazis invaded New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. And so then, like, you could do kind of a period piece, but a little bit different milieu. So not that you're just doing, um, not that you're just doing the same, you know, storming the beaches of Normandy over and over again. Yeah. But it's been a long time. I don't remember the last World War II game. The whole reason I like... I like, you know, Homefront, the original Homefront, was because it was like this Red Dawn type of game where North Korea is invading the United States, and the and the person you're using to fight against the North Koreans is a regular civilian yeah. that joins this resistance, and you're just a regular dude who, like, one day got woken up by this guy kicking in your door, and you stabbed him in the neck, and now you have to fucking fight against all these people. And that's what you're doing. You're just liber- trying to liberate your country or trying to survive because your country has been invaded. Why has why hasn't somebody went out and made a game of people playing as the fucking Axis forces? Well, it's because nobody like nobody wants to be. Nobody a wants Nazi. to. Nobody wants to glorify the Nazis. Let's be honest. But if you played a game where you were a Nazi soldier at the prime of their fucking war, you were gonna have access to some pretty fucking cool gadgets because they were Would, advanced military. If you look back in the history, there was a game. That got canceled called Six Days in Fallujah. Do you guys recall this game? I don't know about that. Um, so basically, it was. Uh, I mean, are you guys familiar with Fallujah from the Second Iraq War? No. Okay, so Fallujah was basically where like the worst fighting of the most recent Iraq War happened, and just a ton of really brutal, really crazy stuff went down there. And so there's a game. I think it was being published by Konami before they backed out. Is it either Konami or Koei? And the game was basically done, and then they pulled it because there was a whole bunch of controversy around it. Um, would you guys want a more serious take on a modern war game? Like, I mean, geez, you're talking about playing as, you know, the Nazis. Like, would you play a game where you're the Taliban? Mm, or where you're ISIS? I might. I might. If, if, there's a, if, it, if it gives me a reason to play as... Was that or just I don't know if it's just a game? I'll probably would play it. I'ms. What was the question? Would you would, play a game if you're like playing as the enemy of America, basically? If you're playing as the Taliban, yeah, or as ISIS? That's all I want to play. That's all I've ever asked for. Because, <laughs> like I'm saying, man, if I would play anything if, that's creative, man. If if, if Battlefield you... goes back to nineteen to like let's say Battlefield is actually really going back to World War Two. I want a game where you don't play as, you know, John Adams from America, Stormy Normandy. I want a game where you play as the Nazis 
And you're just there defending your fucking country, man. You, you don't know Hitler's killing a bunch of Jews. Or I mean, you might know, know if, or something, but you don't really know. You're just being a fucking patriot to your own country, and you're serving your country, so that's what you're doing. Or what if you're playing as, like, a member of the French resistance? So, like, you start the game, and, yeah, you're fighting in big wars, but then your country is now occupied, and so you, you know, you build up an insurgency against the Nazis, and you have, like, like you kind of spy missions, kind of like uh, the saboteur that Pandemic made. Um, um, but that kind of thing where it's yeah you're not I don't know the thing about Call of Duty is I feel like it started out where you were just a dude and now you're you know I can solve everything I'm going to be yeah. the one that kills Makarov and I'm, I'm going to be the one, one that, that kills saves the world yeah and it's it kind of loses the perspective I think and instead makes it all about like you know kicking ass and Kicking more ass. The thing I liked about a lot, lot about Modern Warfare Four, or not Modern Warfare, <laughs> Modern Warfare. Tell us all about it, Jesus. Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two was you had a story, you had a story to follow, and you had a reason to hate the enemy. And Modern Warfare Two, the reason they give you to hate Makarov, was because they put you in the mission. No Russian. You got in there. You you're in an elevator. You're a secret CIA agent that has infiltrated this terrorist organization, and you're there with like body armor, and you're looking at Makarov. And he looks back at you, and he's like. Remember, no Russian. And then you walk out of the elevator, you're with these three dudes that are wearing like full body armor, carrying big machine guns, and you see a bunch of people standing there, and you're like, what the fuck's going to happen right now? And next thing you know, they're unloading on everybody. There's people like running like, oh, shit. And you just, you see these people just unloading on these civilians, and that makes you hate the enemy. That makes you hate Makarov, because you're like, fuck, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to find him. I'm going to fucking destroy him. I want to stop him from doing this again. And that's the whole reason America gets attacked by the Russians, because Russia thinks America did it. Russia thinks like the CIA sent somebody to do it. And um, I feel like a lot of the games that are released nowadays don't have that story, don't have that reason to hate enemies. Let's just get in there and shoot this guy because he's attacking you. Yeah, it's like, well, I might get hate for this, but it's like a Marvel movie. It's like, okay, we're just going to give you a generic bad guy, but you're going to go and see it because of the spectacle. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But I, I would have definitely played that game that you were talking about, Six Days in Fallujah or whatever. Yeah, I think that'd be super interesting. Um, I think, yeah, Spec Ops The Line, I think, is the best war game I've ever played, probably. Because like, it told a real story about real people and the real consequences, which I feel like games are not great at conveying consequence. And there was that dark choice right in the middle what happened to all those people and like you uh-huh. felt really bad wasn't, about it. Wasn't that where uh, fuck fuck spoilers, I am wasn't that in the beginning or in the middle where uh you run into like enemies and they had guns and then they drop all their guns? You know, they, you like kill a bunch of people, like everybody. You kill everybody with that white phosphorus shit or some fucking chemical yeah. or something. Oh, because you're calling like a fucking you're air strike. Yeah. Yeah, and like you feel bad about it. Because then you walk through the like. Oh yeah, then you see the like. You see all the burning. Like you're like, and then like the guys are saying like these guys didn't even have guns, and you just like walk into it like oh shit like oh fuck I shouldn't have done this. Dude, it's like making my skin crawl just like remembering it. And I remember the end of the game, uh, where where you get to the end and you realize that like, you were kind of the bad guy, and yes. the army shows up to pick you up, and you have a choice to either like, say fuck you guys and turn your gun against all those people. Or to, like, drive off with them and... Well, I didn't even make it that far. I shot myself. Uh, Well, at the end of the game, there's, like, a a cutscene where, like, you have, like, the the army shows up and all, like, this big convoy shows up. And they're, like, and the the main guy is, like, hey, you know, we're here to pick you up, you know. And you're, like, 
Okay, and it, and it shows like press A or press X. Press X to shoot, press A to surrender. And they're all telling you, put your hands up, put your hands up. And you can press X to like attack him. And next you know, you shoot the guy in the head that's trying to arrest you. And you just fucking go on like this rampage and kill all the soldiers there trying to get you. Like, it's fucking crazy. Or you could just surrender. Well, and see, I, my remembrance of my playthrough is that like you see yourself in like the mirror or in a window, like a reflection of yourself. And then you can pull the trigger and you end up shooting yourself. And that's uh-huh. how my game ended. Like, I didn't even get to the, like, the military trying to pick, the army picking you up part. Yeah, because you call them in for, like, a extract, and they're like, okay, we're going to be there to pick you up. And then they realize, basically, that your whole squad is dead because you sort of killed them. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, what the fuck? You know, they're, they're, <laughs> and it's there, like, and it tells you, you want, it tells you surrender or fight. And then like, basically, you can surrender, and, and they kind of handcuff you and put you in the Humvee, and they take you to, like, get court-martialed. Or they fucking, you start shooting them, and you're like, oh, fuck you guys, I'm going to kill all you guys, and... This fucking crazy. So we, so I think what I learned from this is that uh, what we want in Titanfall Two is ISIS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we want a bad guy, a real bad guy in Titanfall Two, and I think I really think that uh, Respawn Entertainment or, you know, they they can do it. They are the ones that created Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and they're the ones that came out with that game. I think they really have the pedigree there and the people there to really be creative enough to make a a good campaign, a good story, and the characters that we actually like. Uh, we'll find out. You know, I, I'll be honest. It's gonna be cool to see a, a single player, but I'm really in it for the most. The single player, the single player might have three different campaigns. Because if you remember in Titanfall, there was the robots, there was the the rebels, and then there was the military. Okay. There was the three different characters you can play as. Because so if you remember, like playing on the multiplayer, you would be on the team that was like the robots, and every time you had your Titan ready, the little robot would pop up and be like. Your fucking Titanfall is ready, you know. Your You're Titan's right. ready. Your Titan, you're ready for Titanfall. Or like when you had the rebels, the chick will pop up and be like, "Hey, you're, you know, we're ready for Titanfall." Or when you had the military, the guy would be like, "Hey, you know, we're ready for Titanfall." So you had three different factions fighting the war, uh, and if they can do three different factions, three different campaigns, that might be interesting. Even if they're short campaigns, even like three hour, four hour campaigns, I don't care. E three is gonna be awesome. I'm super stoked for it. We'll get NX. We'll get Titanfall two. We'll get new gears. Like maybe we'll get a sick. maybe an announcement for an Xbox. Maybe a Slim. I would, rumors. I bet we will get a Slim. We're gonna get a Slim eventually for yeah. sure. I mean, I would. I think we'll get a Slim on. this year. This year, I think it's the year because I recently read an article saying that I think was it Microsoft filed a few um, patents on some fucking. A new, new hardware, like basically for the Xbox One. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, especially if PS4 is coming out with something else to coincide with the launch of VR. Like Microsoft wants to have something new and shiny to put on the shelves with it, so I would bet on it. And you definitely see, like right now, a huge sell going on with the Xbox One, like two ninety nine for a new system. That's cheap. Well, I mean, it's three years old now. Yeah, but that's cheap, man. That's how much Dude, an Xbox 360 Dude, three years. It's been three years. I was forgetting. Like, I, I feel like we were just getting excited about the consoles coming out. And like, three years? Been three years already? They, they do still years? feel new and shiny. Three years and they still feel new and shiny because we don't have that many new experiences in gaming like we had with the 360. I'll agree. Like, I wish we had more new IPs. We're, hey, guys. It's, or at it's, least where's 2 Human 2? It yeah. is 9 o'clock, guys. We're going to cut from the live stream on all games. Yeah. Everybody in there, I want to say thank you for joining us. Warham and uh, 
Gunny and Tiger Claw and Vengeful um, and Gib and, and Fluxton and everybody. Yeah, just Blockster. thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks guys. Uh, really, really appreciate. It. We got to cut the live stream right now. We'll go a couple more minutes and then we'll get let Josh get off. It's fucking midnight for Josh. But everybody, peace out, Brussels sprouts. That's what Gidget says. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we were talking like new IPs. Yeah, man, the Xbox definitely needs some, and PS4 needs some. I just feel I like this generation. I don't know. This generation, man, is the generation. I mean, a good game is a good game, but I would like more new IPs. I want a new Bioware IP, damn it. Yeah, Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. when that comes out, dude. Oh, shit, dude. That'll come, out, that'll come out for the next Xbox. No, that's supposed to come out in a couple of years. <laughs> the next Xbox. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but, but like, there, there is more rumors, and I hate hate to keep bringing this up. It comes up so often, but there's there was a map leak for uh, Red Dead 2. Are you a Red okay. Dead guy, Josh? Uh, I played hmm, like 10 or 15 hours of Red Dead. I Open world games I'll play, and then I'll just like get overwhelmed with how big yeah. everything is. Um, but like I heard nothing but awesome things about the late game of that, and I wish I would have stuck with it, but I just it kind of just got away from See, me. See, when, when I played Red Dead, I wasn't into collecting shit like I am now. I played the story straight through. So I went from one thing to one thing to one thing. I went where the story told me to go. I didn't spend much time. I didn't go play horseshoes or drink or play card games in the fucking saloon. Um, I actually played the game straight that. through. I did that. I fucking played card games and I cheated. Like You could cheat. <laughs> There's a part where you could play poker against like the other guys and you had your cards in your hand and it would be like, hold left trigger to cheat. And you were kind of like, Really? Like that you could hide some of your cards, and like, oh, like you could get really good at it. Like if the more you did it, the more like your your stats went up on it. Nice. But like if the other people caught you, all of a sudden they'd be like, "Hey, you fucking cheater!" And then they would you would walk outside and like do like a draw, like a quick draw with the other guy, like fucking shoot each other up for like this cheating match. It was fucking crazy. Nice. That game was good, man. I can't believe you only played 10 hours of that game. Great characters. Dude, I just, like, I do not have enough time to do everything that I want to do. I get it. But sometimes you just got to run through it. The ending where you get betrayed and it's like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, that ending, man. All right. Is it backwards compatible right now? Nope, that's the oh, one game they brought for like one, one day. Voted, like one of the most voted. Oh games. yeah, I, I remember seeing that like some kind of leak code happened where it was up for like a day and then it was yep. gone. Yeah, and uh, and our other co-host <laughs> Rob was playing it and he was so excited to play it and then they took it off. That sucks. If they make it officially backwards compatible, I'll pick it back up again and I'll play through and I'll let you know what I think, Jesus. I'm thinking about bringing my Xbox back out of the living room into here and plugging it up to my Dude, monitor. Dude, that, that ending, man. Just the ending of that game was a fucking amazing. And oh, I can't even ruin it for you. You have to play the ending. All right. Let's say, okay, here's what it says. Okay, Red Dead Redemption 2 map leak. And this will be a prequel, they're saying. So they're to, saying me, the f- to me, if you look at the map, it looks like Florida. Let's say it's first posted on Neograph, but taken down later. The map is um, the map is real and very recent art direction model. Is a very is a real and very recent art direction model and independent source confirmed to TechRadar. Um, introduce, it looks really know, cool. There's some, new, there's some new areas or some of the old areas in there. There's also they're also saying that there's a city in the backdrop, which is from the upcoming. Mafia 3 game? So, I mean, like, which, like, is Weird. there some... 
Well, Mafia Three takes place in New Orleans, Nolens. Well, yeah, there you go. Because um, so, if, if you look at the map and you kind of compare it to a map of the United States, which you could have sort of done with the first Red Dead Redemption, because with that game it was like Mexico and Texas and and like New Mexico and Arizona or something like that, right? So, so this one looks yeah. like it's more like Florida, South Carolina, Louisiana, Alabama. A little bit of Texas. I don't give a shit. Give it to me. Any of it, I'll play it. I, I, I love it. I, hopefully, they, whatever they do is great. I mean, John Marston was such a great character. And, like, all of his, all of the chick, Bonnie, yeah. and uh, his brother, you know, the brother. Like, I, I reckon you gonna get shot in your face, John. I'm gonna fuck for brothers. And this game, this game had, to, to date, I think it had some of the best standalone DLC that, read, like, um, Walking, the Dead Nightmare, the, Undead, Undead Nightmare. Undead Nightmare. That DLC, you could just literally buy the DLC and play that. Yeah, and that cool. DLC was fucking cool, man. It was, was there like Sasquatches and like zombies? Yep. And, and I remember in the game, I ran into Sasquatch and I found him like crying in the tree, like. <laughs> <laughs> you could shoot him or walk away. Really? Nice. Wasn't that? A, wasn't I that saw the, him. Wasn't that the GTA Five thing? Was you find the Sasquatch crying? No. Well, maybe. Maybe they kind of did like a. Kind of like fucking, you know, an homage to fucking Red Dead, but in Red Dead, it was a mission, and you actually found Sasquatch. You talk to Sasquatch, you do a mission with him, and you ask him like, "Why are you out here all alone?" He's like, "I'm depressed," <laughs> and he's crying like near a tree or some shit. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's like some asshole with a gunshot misses Sasquatch. And now <laughs> Pretty much is what he tells you. Like somebody, like these people keep haunting my. My kind or some shit like that. They keep killing us. I'm depressed. Uh, and you're like, okay, I could shoot you or walk away. What do I do? <laughs> nice. I don't know. I shot him. I don't bad. shoot the Bigfoot. I shot the Bigfoot, man. I feel bad for him. I gave him mercy. Dude, if I sure. saw Bigfoot, I would totally tell people. I wouldn't try and shoot him. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. Uh, We're at two what, hours. Wait. Sorry. What's, what's left to do, Sean? Nope, don't do it here. Ayo, Freeman. <laughs> What's left to do? <laughs> I don't know, Himes. Let's wrap it up. Oh, wrap say? it up, son. 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 Thank you so much for having me, you guys. This has been a blast. It's been a lot of fun talking to you guys. Like, I love talking, you know, this gaming stuff. And I don't really have a ton of people around that I can do it with. So, appreciate you guys having me on, uh, especially this week since Dark Souls. So, sounded kind of needy. Now, I mean, we thought you were cool. Now you're just sounding needy. Dude, like, you, you said friends. I was already you guys, your main chick. You said you I have good from your side chicks. Your main chick. You guys are my only <laughs> friends and all this shit. Nah, Josh, dude. Uh, <laughs> I love your show, Tangent Break. I listen every. Dude, I listen to like four episode. episodes this week. Like back nice. Back. Listen to yeah. all the IMs episodes. I was like, "Fuck IMs." I'm gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. So my show is called Tangent Break. You can find it on iTunes and on Stitcher and on a couple other different podcast apps. Just check us out. Sean came on and did a couple episodes with us. He did one yeah. on addiction, one on the perfect crime, and one other one that I can't quite remember what it was. But it was kick ass. L- listen to that perfect crime one. I was like, these guys have no oh, clue. One of them is like perfect crime. What I was like, I've done do? the perfect crime. What can, like, you guys have no clue. What could, like, <laughs> one of them was like, what could people do but I can't do but I think I can do? Or uh, That's okay. right. That's right. So if you want to look up those episodes and check us out, you can see uh, what we do with Sean. Uh, the episodes are called Backflipping the Bird. 
uh, the crystal method and uh, to catch a podcaster are dude, the three episodes. Dude, check it out. I, I thought of that. I thought of that specific podcast twice in the last two weeks while I was washing my windshield going, why can I never do this without a fucking streaking? Why can I never do this? That was one of your things you think that you should be able to, but you can't. I can't do it either. So I can't. I'm so bad at it. Oh, I can't do it either, man. Uh, so yeah, you can find us there. You can find me on Twitter at Joshua Redding. I play Destiny every week on PS4. My gamer tag there is Ancient of Frost. And if you want to come and haunt me in Dark Souls Three, my gamer tag there is Scimitar, like the weapon. Uh, Scimitar Prime. Those are two nerdy ass fucking names, dude. I have Scimitar to say, Prime. if I saw those, I'd be like, this kid's twelve years old. Like, this kid's like at five years old. Bro, go tell your mom to upgrade your Wi-Fi, bro. They're characters from my fantasy novels that I write. Oh, so no. yeah, yeah, they're like a whole nother level of nerd. They're in, they're in, nerdy. They're in the gray books, the fucking Fifty Shades of Gray. They have Scimitar Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, fuck, I need. We, have, we do have. Hey, we do have. Write new your members. gamer tag on the chat and all. Do you want to explain? We got new members. Jesus. Oh, do we have new members on? Yeah, we forgot. So one of them is Robinson Shannon, who is Rob, who was on our podcast last week from Random Ramblings with Rob. He talks like this. Hey. He talks like this. Yeah, shit. Hey, uh, shit. <laughs> shit. I, I play shit, and y'all shit. I like. I like. Oh shoot, we got questions. We'll run through these real quick. The other, the other. Okay, we got Brighton Wright. We got Nathan Walston, and we got Buffalo Chicken Wings. Like for real, that's the dude. <laughs> when I added Buffalo Chicken Wings, I was like, really? <laughs> this is your fucking name, Buffalo Chicken Wings, and that's his fucking name, like Buffalo Chicken Wings. Yeah. So we forgot our questions. We'll go. We we'll go through these real quick. Um. Uh. Where is it? Da, 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 da. Hey, 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 goodbye. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, they ask if we like pie. Okay. Well, yeah. What are you guys' opinions on pie? Yes. Uh, I like apple pie. I like. Uh, I could probably eat any kind of pie and like it. I, I'm not, not a big fan of like rhubarb or what is it called? Rhubarb. Rhubarb. Apple, pumpkin. Pumpkin, hell yeah. Key lime. Cream key yeah. lime is like not even a pie. It's just like fucking dessert. That is, <laughs> that is like a, as opposed to the other pies, which aren't just dessert. Yeah, I don't like, know. I say apple pie. That's like that's like food. It's like the staple. Apple pie is like the staple of America. But yeah. I like do you like crumble apple pie or like chunky apple pies? I don't really like chunky apple pie. Yeah, I like, I like both. I like both. Uh, Robinson Shannon also says Alan Wake with a wink face. I think Alan Wake is a great game. Totally underrated. Wish more people would have played it. I would love for an Alan Wake too. Well, with Quantum Break, a lot of people are going to play this. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, and then he wants to know about the future of Nintendo. Uh, the NX is going to come out. It's only going to play Nintendo games. There's going to be zero third-party support. Uh, it's going to have... It's going to fail. Uh... It's. I'm gonna say this. It's going to interact with your phone in multiple ways with whatever phone apps and games that they create. So like Mitomo and things like that will tie in directly to whatever the NX is doing. I'm gonna say, uh, if they don't get a lot of third party support, which they need to in this in this generation, yeah. Even with more power than the PS4, yeah. They're not gonna be able to stand up against systems anymore. They're gonna have to license out their games to other platforms. Yeah. 
Mario is going to have to come to the Xbox or the PlayStation. Most likely the PlayStation. Yeah. It's just Japan. Dude, what, are you, what are you doing, Sean? Yeah. Sean's on drugs. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But what do you think about Nintendo, Sean? What do you think? What do you think about? I, this I have a feeling it's going to be underwhelming, but I really want this to be something that's going to make me want to buy it. I really I do. Want it- I want it to be epic, man. I want it to just be the Nintendo 64 of Nintendo. I don't, th- I don't think they're shooting for big this time. And I, we don't know. What do you mean so they're not I'm, shooting I'm, for big? How the fuck can they not shoot for big when their Wii U failed miserably? That thing hasn't even sold 20 million units in five years, I think. Yeah, it's it's a weird place to be for Nintendo. and But Nintendo is so innovative and so creative that I'll never count them out. Yeah, you can't count them out when they have Mario as their license or Zelda. Like, just those two names alone brings them so much money. It's crazy. Yeah, so those all those questions came from Robinson Shannon on the Facebook page. Rob, yeah, that's like Rob. Hey, she, hey ladies, she, Rob. She, motherfucker. She, I, I go and play that shit. No, Rob's, Rob's fucking cool, man. He's like on his own level, which I like. Uh, let's wrap it up, dude. Wrap it up, Jesus. Normal shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can find us, Horrible Gamers, on Facebook, Horrible Gamers Group. Uh, like I said, add us, just search for us, find us. There's a page and a group. You know, there's a difference between those. Figure it out. It's not that hard. You can find us on YouTube, Horrible Gamers Podcast. As always, leave us a voicemail for the 100th episode. 100th episode, ladies and gentlemen. That means. Yay! One zero zero. We're triple digits now. Triple digits. Well, not now. We might not make it. Horrible it will may end. Shut up, Vince. Shut up. 504-475-4497. And I'm against 504-475-4497. And it's just a voicemail. You're just going to... It's not like I'm just going to pick up his phone and... Hey, oh, you're here to leave a voicemail. Hold on, let me hang up and you call back. No, it's just a voicemail. Like You just go in and just leave a voicemail and you'll be fine. Uh, and as always, find me on Xbox Live. Jesus walks a lot. And on PlayStation Network, GSUS walks a lot. Find IAMs at They Call Me IAMs on everything. Steam, everything, like just everything, especially on Steam. He's always on Steam. And find his podcast at Awkward underscore podcast on Twitter and Horribly Awkward on iTunes and shit. What are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Anyways, also find... I don't know who he's Brent- talking to. Because we're both being weird. <laughs> Bring a eternity on Xbox Live and find Rob, the King of Zed, on everything PlayStation and uh, everything else. I give fucking Xbox and shit. At Horrible Gamers on Twitter, on YouTube, and as always. 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 The All Games Network. All Games. We're always being fucking awesome and having us on here Saturdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's PST on your Google browsers. 7 p.m. PST. Sure. Go find us, you know, every Saturday on there. And, uh, yeah, just that's it. Peace out, Brussels sprouts. That's Josh's job. Josh, dude, thanks oh, for coming wait, on wait, again, wait, man. Huh? Josh, we need you to say something enlightening for us. You know, we know you're super smart. We know you have, like, this fucking PhD in physics or some shit. And you're, like, this really smart dude. You know, just lay it on us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, just think about this. Every atom that's in your body is made up of material that existed inside of a star at some point in the past. You, like David Bowie, are a star child. Oh my god, is that real? Is that a real fact? 
blew my mind. Yeah, actually, so uh, every element heavier than lead is cannot be created outside of a supernova, which is when a star explodes. So, uh, I mean, you obviously have like a bunch of hydrogen and oxygen in your body because, you know, water and carbon. But more than likely, since we're a late state, we're what's called the second age of star formation. Uh, most of the matter that's in your body was already condensed into some kind of a planetary disk or a star at some point. I don't want to be stardust. I don't want to be. I don't want to be oxygen just, and hydrogen. I just look on his face like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But okay. I just want to be a human. Oh my you, God! As I want to be American. Say, Josh, I want to be American. Wrap that shit up. Peace out, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, dude, that's my that's my the, my thesis. My master's thesis is called "Band Gap Transition Studies of Uranium Thorium Oxide Using Cathodoluminescence." Oh, fuck you! Don't even say those words. I mean, you hurt my head. All right, good night, guys. I think we have enough for outtakes. No, we don't. Should we go more? No, we don't. We should go more. Uh, say, say some other cool shit. This is still in our outro music. You probably hear that cool ass. Air right Force now. Institute of Technology, Wright Patterson Air Force Base, OH graduate. Graduate School of Engineering and Management. Author, personal author, Joshua Ray. Rap, rap. You're, yes. you're, you're, oh, you're an author. I forgot. Well, so the this is, this is my graduate service. research, but I can also link you guys to the papers that I published on uh, strain layer super lattice. Uh, lattice is used for it's infrared just, detectors. This shit makes no fucking sense. So Aren't, didn't you write that book, 50 Strains <laughs> of Strange? <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, my, my bachelor's degree is in astrophysics, and then my master's degree is in applied physics. Um, basically, so the document that I sent basically, you... Basically, you're a fucking nerd. Pretty much. Um, my master's graduate work was in building nuclear weapon detectors. Um, so you can detect radiation in two ways. One is by detecting uh, like the radioactive decay of particles. So you can get what are called like alpha particles. Um, these are, so you know how in Superman, how like they always put radiation in a lead line box? Like, you know how no. Superman can't see through lead? <laughs> can't no. say I do. Do you know how <laughs> Superman can't see through lead? No. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly didn't know any of that stuff. All I know is he has the same mother's name as the fucking Batman. <laughs> That's all I know. Best friends, okay? <laughs> yeah, so, so Martha was in a lead line trapped building, so he couldn't x-ray through her.